All right, you ready, John? Yep. What are you looking over there, porn? So this song, again, dedicated to everyone who is still in the fight on the front lines. It's called My Sacrifice. Wow. Whoa. I think we've all, I think we've all done a lot of sacrificing. Sacrificed a lot over these last couple of years. And we're about to see a lot of sacrificing. Hi. My name is Henry. I'm Andrew. I'm John. And this is Creed. <laughs> Talk to you guys next week. <laughs> Just kidding. You're listening hey to everybody. It's me. It's the X Boys. We are ready to rock, and we got a big special. We're here to see the ultimate sacrifice, Jean Grey's sacrifice. Absolutely. In the first part. Well, all parts, but for now, the first part of the Phoenix Saga. We're here. We finally made it to what I consider to be the greatest X-Men story ever told. You guys, are in for, you guys are in for a real treat with this one. We're not going to spoil. We're not going to sp- sp- spoil. I guess we have a little bit about a sacrifice, but who knows? Honestly, who knows what's got to Yeah, happen. what does that even mean, you know? Holy smokes. Gene, you know, throughout the first two seasons, Gene's, got, Gene's had kind of a rough rap. Mm-hmm. She's kind of is she useless? <laughs> is she? This is you two saying Jean's useless and me battling for my life. Well, no, no, no. no. I, is that true? Show presents oh, her yeah. in a way that is like not like she she'll use her telepathic or telekinetic I abilities for something amazing, and then all of and just like faint. She and gets die. tired. Oh wait, yeah. she actually I forgot. She's been using them way better she's ramping and up, more. You know? yeah. Yeah. Season two, she stepped up. She's we ramping up her, and she's ready to bust. And we, we always see her sacrifice herself, put herself in front of the team. Put her, <laughs> put her own uh, her own well-being ahead of the team, her own psychic well-being. Every time you say sacrifice, I'm going to start playing <laughs> from where I left off. That's a good idea. Hello again. <laughs> Um, but, uh, yeah, we, this episode, it doesn't even open on the X-Men though. Um, yeah. Oh, and also, I mean, we mentioned it last episode, but this is technically the first episode of the third season. Yes. So the last two out of the past parts, one and two were kind of their own little special that were designed to sort of tee up the Phoenix saga in what ways? Mm, Not really any, Um, to be completely honest. The only real connection is that in those episodes, they found a spaceship in the underground of New York city. Yeah, what does that spaceship have to do with anything in retrospect? It's just a nothing. spaceship. It has nothing to do with... Uh, it's connected to space. Yeah, well, it's it's the thing that starts psychically linking Charles to Lalandra. Mm-hmm. Um, because, or, well, spoiler alert, I guess. Oh, right, that's the connection. Yeah, it's the thing that Charles, he starts getting psychically blasted by these aliens after he touches these glyphs and gets the psych... So, so this ship, oh, it's assumed to potentially be connected to the alien race that we will deal with in mm. these episodes, the Shi'ar. So if you're thinking, she you know, where have the X-Boys been? It's been weeks since we've gotten an episode. What's going on here? Well, we're giving you the, the X-Men, the animated series experience. Mm-hmm. As a child, we got this little teaser, two episodes that were beautiful. Wolverine's past, Yuriko. Heather. It was amazing. I was like, what's next week? Dude, Gambit. Nah, you got to wait a couple months before you get season three. And that's not what we did. In a couple months. And <laughs> we waited a couple weeks. In the couple, the, a couple months in the mind of a child is years, an eternity, really. Guys, mm-hmm. we had life gone. Yeah. You think this is our only thing that we do? No. We have jobs. We have fam. Well, But if you want it to be the only <laughs> thing that we do, uh, give us money. Oh, that'd be cool. Money. Venmo me. My Venmo is... Yes? <laughs> um, <laughs> mutant. 
We yeah, to- and honestly, this is a five episode arc. It's a big boy. It took a while to get our shit together. This is a big boy episode, and we're we're giving it to you in a big boy chunk, uh, two big boy chunks rather. It was hard to type notes when our laptops were covered in tears <laughs> and goo. Andrew, start us off. <laughs> <laughs> spaceships flying around in space battling star it's like you know the opening of revenge of the sith where you just see like just spaceships flying around and shooting at each other it's very this is very similar to that spaceships blasting xavier in bed hearing a voice help me he's asking who it is where do they come from but that doesn't matter because what we're seeing is a bug-like spaceship flying through the solar system as these other starships these sort of giant green t-shaped starships blast at it it's doing zips it's doing zaps it's doing loop-de-loops they're flying around trying to blast this thing it's shooting proton rays back they're shooting at it it's shooting at them one ship literally the fin of it like a shark digs into another and causes it to explode xavier's like i have no idea why i'm hearing this or seeing these images who is hurting you why can't you get away and suddenly a giant star destroyer vessel hits the bug ship and freezes it tractor beaming it up one of the bug ships that's flying away gets zapped on its antenna and spirals away there's it barely escapes and this is the ship where it's revealed that the message is coming from as the pilot is a humanoid figure with a giant bug-like helmet and two huge bulbous eyes and xavier wakes from his dream and simply says they are coming wow <laughs> wow so we're at the x-mansion xavier calls the x-men into the war room and they all will come waltzing in in their pjs their jams and uh notably missing from the bunch is gambit they're all entering in their skivvies oh yeah lots of robes lots of robes uh, jubilee's got some zit cream on her face uh-huh which wolverine can smell and not, he doesn't like to use his eyes yeah i like i like <laughs> i like storm zebra pjs too those rock. Those are really cool. I'd like to get a pair Jumpsuit of Jumpsuit zebra. Jumpsuit zebra PJs. They make a point to point out that uh, Rogue is out on a mission, so she's not going to show up Pissed. for a while. Pissed. It's a real Captain Marvel situation where she's the overpowered yeah. person, so let's I was put, really, well, put her away. They, they do address this in a later episode where Rogue like tells Jean, she's like, well, if I had been there, I would have been able to. But anyway. Mm-hmm. Um, but, I was annoyed right off the bat, but I get it. But who shows up? <laughs> Gambit. And he's dressed to the nines. Does anyone know where Gambit is? Look like I come home just in time. Okay. Late date, eh, Gumbo? Not for me. <laughs> the Space Shuttle Star Corps is scheduled for launch tomorrow. Yes. I just recently spoke with Dr. Corbo. He intends to study a unique solar vortex phenomenon. Professor Xavier. Professor? You must find a way to get aboard that shuttle. And go to the Eagle One space station. Or Dr. Corbeau and his crew are doomed. Breaking into government installations, not usually our style. What are we supposed to do on Eagle One? I... I wish I could tell you. I don't much like getting blown off the planet. Classic. You might have heard some extra sound effects in there, folks. Courtesy of (laughs) X-Boys. Yeah, no. Well, I'm glad I'm glad you played all that so that we don't have to explain what the mission is. Professor X. You get it. This is the start 
of a this is the start of my mission he's on thin ice to end yep. xavier's life yeah yeah for sure <laughs> so, i think look, he's poison i think he's ruining yeah. our beautiful x-men i yeah. think he's hurting them each in destructive and Luckily, toxic ways but yes. but no 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 mm-mm. he can't control this he's getting psychic oh no blasted he images can control his this. brain yeah he's getting psychic images but that doesn't mean and they're overriding his defenses he says that later on Oh, I can get into that too. I really want to have that. He's sending them to a mission he has no idea about in space. Yeah. Like yes. he's telling them that. He's like, "Look, I don't know, but I just know you got to do this." Like, and and they do question it rightfully so. You heard the professor. We've got a shuttle to catch. Yeah. Oh well. Makes about as much sense as some of the stuff we do. Exactly. Yeah, Wolverine. but that doesn't mean anything. He's just being like, "Yeah, Xavier, you are he usually a tries maniac. to send us to our death." Yeah. Gambit and Gambit, the one who is pretty much down for whatever in terms of being legal, is like, you want us to hijack a space shuttle? <laughs> I mean, look, it's a based off what of do a we, dream. Wait, most important thing: what do we do when we get there? And he's like, "Well, actually, I don't know." Yeah. So your mission is to get yeah. somewhere. He just knows there's danger. Yeah. That's all he knows, and he knows. But the thing is, what's the alternative, John? Like, if they don't do this, then what? They, then they just go back to sleep, well, and they then don't the know. aliens take over the planet. They play Maybe. A, a good basketball game. And that's why game. you gotta trust Xavier. Maybe it's a space fight that has absolutely nothing to do with us. And it's like billions and billions of light years away and it doesn't affect us at all. But it's not. It's right here. And they've already taken over space station. Xavier's we'll selfish. He's like, this thing happened to me. Let everyone come here and hear yes. about this DM I got in the middle of the night. But it's like, they discovered a spaceship underneath New York. You know aliens are, like, okay, true. nearby. Like, the threat is, like, and that the Soul Eater almost exploded out and took over the entire city, you know? like. Uh, Here's the thing. He's not even horny yet, and he's about to be. It's going to get, it's gonna, it gets even worse once he gets a sweet taste of who's on the other side of that. Oh, other, oh yeah. Well, oh, he's, uh, he's about to have a personal reason to. I thought you had a clip of him getting horny. I didn't know what was happening. Oh, no. <laughs> um, he gets horny. We though. skipped over something that's a little sad for me. Yeah, sure. It's tough. I, I'd like to just move on, but I can't. Okay. In, in good faith. Gambit's cheating on Rogue. Okay, yeah. We should probably talk about this now. I mean. They're not official. <sighs> He kissed her, but they're not official. But this is this is. Oh classic wait, no! Didn't he say? Didn't they say I love you? Yes, dude. It's that really was a bad. big moment. He's been for as long as we've seen him. He's been just pining after her. Maybe something happened between seasons, you know. Or he finally got what he wanted, which no, is a kiss. What it looks like right is now. that Rogue's off classic. planet doing work and like Ooh, men yeah. suck. Gambit's a cheater, and Gambit's just fucking around like a clown or maybe you know maybe like to him it's like he enjoys like dating but he's not like hooking up with these girls right you know he's just like look i'm gonna take some girls out i'm gonna flirt i'm gonna get my flirt on but i'm not i'm not taking them home i'm not bringing them back to the x mansion you what know is, also what does not a late night for me mean i think it he's he's well, usually he's, yeah he's up sleep. late he yeah even sleep. he's like he's out till 3 a.m every night you know clubbing partying we should also mention his attire Everyone else is in their Ooh. pajamas. He's looking fresh to Dude, death. He's scarf. got his ponytail out. Yep. Scarf. Wait, long ponytail. Loose by the scarf. Way. Like blue yeah. blazer. Yeah. Yep. A trench coat. It's if like you a will. pea coat. Yeah, thing. yeah. I like ponytail gambit, man. It, I, I I don't think I do, and I think it's because it's too long. Mm. It makes me uncomfortable. Yeah. How if you long saw it, it without the ponytail, you'd be like, "What is going on with this?" Yeah, guy? yeah, yeah. That's fair. I guess it's just a long ponytail. He's got to cut it like in half or at least another funny thing is when Cyclops says this, you heard the professor. We've got a shuttle to catch. He's, he stands up so like proud and, and 
like in leader mode, but mm-hmm. he's just wearing a robe. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And sunglasses. It's just a really funny look to be like so serious in. Yeah. We also see Xavier's uh, visions trigger again real quick, and he sees this sort of evil looking guy with eyeliner. Um, oh, yes. And he also sees a giant uh, pink crystal, and then he sees a, a man in like sort of red Viking armor. He's um, laughing. Laughing, yeah. By the and way, so... this character that we're going to see does not stop laughing. Oh, yeah. He loves to laugh. In the last two episodes of this five-part finale, he is going, ah! Eric the, the Red, he uh, lives, he laughs, and he loves. Oh, is it Eric the Red? Whoops. I meant the I meant Dekan. Oh, oh, sorry, sorry, sorry. No, you're you're right. Let's let's run that back. <clears throat> Dekan, yeah, he lives, he laughs, and he loves. Oh, Dekan. What? Xavier also says Storm has to stay behind. Like, everyone else go on this mission, but Storm... He's got a feeling, and there pays off later. Uh, there is a reason, but... Also, no, no well, weather. I don't in know space, if there's a reason. There's a dude, writing no, reason. No weather in space. Can you uh, create weather in space? Unless you're unless no you're on a planet with you need atmosphere, you need right. climate, you need you know no weather in space, bud. Yeah, that's smart. They got the sun. <laughs> oh yeah. Sun, hear my cry. <laughs> stop, stop being Shoot hot. Shoot a solar flare and destroy the world. <laughs> All right, so we cut to Xavier's bedroom. We're back in a beautiful room, by the way. The ceilings are ten. 1,000 feet high. Yeah, it's his office, I think. I don't know if it's his bedroom. I always imagined it's his office. It reminds me of the uh, of of Wayne Manor in the animated series. Or oh, big windows. Well, it is Xavier's Professor X is mansions. just like parked at the window looking out. And like, yeah. Scott, you interrupted my jerk session. He's contemplating. Yeah, so, so uh, yeah. Scotty walks in. Sorry to bother you, Professor, but I wanted to talk to you in private. Why can't you tell us what this mission is really about? Don't you trust us? Don't you trust me to lead the team? Me? So things are already... Seeds of doubt are like, already being I know being you planted. don't trust those other X-Men, but you don't trust me? You can't handle okay, it. Okay, try to figure out who's more obsessed with himself in this scene. You want to say that again? <laughs> 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 try to try to see who's more obsessed with themselves in the scene oh, as it goes on. Yeah. It, uh, yeah, for, yeah. I mean, that look, welcome to X-Men, baby. Uh, Xavier e- and Cyclops are very much... There's so- even more of that later with certain conversations Scott has has with Gene where it's just like, do you like you care about Gene, but at the end of the day, I feel like it just, all he's thinking about is his relationship. Yeah. Mm -hmm. It comes from a very selfish place. That's definitely one of Cyclops's great weaknesses. I think Um, it may be changed a bit by the end, but it's just annoying to listen to. I just want to slap him. I think what this story ultimately teaches him is about that selfless, that pure selfless sacrifice you know yeah actually Um, yeah but xavier tells scott he says look i trust the team but like these visions i I feel like i'm losing my mind like i feel like i'm losing control and i don't know what they mean and they break down through all my psychic barriers and i don't know what to say other than like i'm seeing this stuff and you guys got to get to space like sorry man so yeah they're going on a mission to space with almost no information and gonna break into a government facility and uh take over these astronauts lives and blast off on a on a spaceship costing millions and millions of dollars. Xavier even Great says, plan. even I don't know what this means. Yeah. Meaning he thinks he's the, the hottest shit. No. <laughs> you know what these five episodes are about? Proving that he's not the hottest shit. I mean, but there's a new badass in town. I mean, so that's true. helpless the entire episode. Look, there's a reason like, in I the hope com- this works out. There's a reason in the comics it becomes the Jean Grey school eventually. Mm. <gasps> All right. <School? laughs> Jean Grey school. 
<laughs> um, so the Blackbird takes off in a very cinematic experience. Like we're kind of back in the first season a little bit. Yeah, this feels scene. it feels very similar to when they went to go infiltrate the mutant control agency. Yeah. They do a lot of the same stuff where Storm brings the mist in, throwing everyone over the fence. There's a funny thing where he throws Wolverine and lots of goofs and gas. It's the morph callback. Morph exactly, yeah. exactly. Yeah. But Wolverine can't take a joke that he did. He threw morph originally over the fence, to giggled about it. Like a bully. Yep. Yeah. Then and now, Beast returns the favor, throws fucking Wolverine over, and Wolverine's being a little baby about it. Yeah. <laughs> also, Cyclops does a cool backflip. Just want to point that out. Yeah, he it just, is uh, really cool. He just straight up backflips over yeah, that thing. Beast like, gives him a, a hand, but he does a backflip. Now, you know Cyclops. I got to give it to you guys. I, I love him in these episodes. This mm-hmm. is the most I've liked Cyclops this entire oh, show. Oh, yeah, for yeah. sure. It's because he's finally questioning Xavier, and yeah. he's finally... He's questioning everything. He's sticking up for yeah. the team. yeah. As opposed to sticking up for Xavier. Mm-hmm. Like, he's like, look, Xavier, like, I, you're my dad, but, <laughs> you know, I, I got to look out for my my friends. Yeah. Um, and that's growth, folks. They get inside. Mm-hmm. They get inside the base. They yeah. cut it open. Wolverine uses big, big claws to cut open more doors. It's a classic Wolverine thing to do. Are we going to talk about Beast? What does Beast do? He does, once again, does kind of what he did, the Mute Control Agency, where he does some, like, leaps and jumps and crawling along the ceiling. But the oh, way yeah, this yeah, yeah. is rendered... Is again, they're they're utilizing these high frame rates, very mm-hmm. dynamic animation. You can see the fur on his face, like moving in the wind as Beautiful. he like flies. Really great stuff. I love it. I just wanted to point that out. Absolutely gorgeous. Everyone um, has their jobs, right? Like Wolverine slashes open absolutely. a door. Cyclops blasts oh, this. Yeah, yep. Jubilee. What does she do? Gets caught. <laughs> Cyclops goes. You know, you have to be the distraction, right? I know. <laughs> <laughs> You're a child. We can't take you to space. Sorry. <laughs> Babies don't sleep in cryo. He specifically says, you know they have to catch someone or they'll scrub the launch. I know. Sucks. So they take off. She gets captured by some guards, and uh, the X-Men bust into the astronauts' locker room where they're all getting ready. <laughs> this is so insane. Cyclops <laughs> just starts shooting he him. Just, as soon as they walk in, he's just blasting, blasting. I mean, he's got it on, like I guess, set to stun no, or something. No, no, he puts holes in their chest. <laughs> he's massacring <laughs> astronauts. And Professor's watching this, like, psychically. He's like, yes. Mutant. <laughs> yeah, this is perfect. Um, Going they, all according to plan. This is required. They, <laughs> so they, they steal the spacesuits, and just as they finish suiting up, another astronaut, Dr. Corbeau, Dr. Bolson. Who he's Dr. Bolson. another great doctor ally to the X-Men. Uh comes in straight from the comics again, another character that they utilize. Um How many doctors? In. Do we have a doctor count at this point? Oh, we should. Oof. Dr. Boris Bolson, Dr. Corbeau, Dr. McCoy. Strange. Eventually. Mm-hmm. This episode. Dr. McCoy. Next episode? This Mark. Uh, it's you one, see it's him. one of them. Who's the doctor with the uh, the blonde haired doctor who makes all the jokes? That's Bolson. That's Bolson, yeah. <laughs> Doctor Alec Bolson. Classic fucking Bolson. Alec. Love that guy. So Dr. Corbeau walks in and Gene psychic blasts him so that he sees them uh, he sees the X-Men as his crewmates. So he's just like, Oh hey, hey guys, what's up? You know? Tricky. Uh, love seeing Gene using that power. Like we're seeing her really flex her psychic muscles. She's and doing easily. this the entire time he's flying. She's controlling his brain yeah. and making him see everything else. Yep. Yeah. She's stepping up her game. Something's so, different didn't about that this. Happen in one of the movies or something. Xavier does it a lot, right? In the movies, yeah, it's cool. And Jean does it too, where she'll like, like, there's a scene in Apocalypse where the like the guards Great are like movie. looking for them, and she just like does her thing, and th- they look invisible to the guard. Yes, yes, um, love that. But yeah, stuff. so we, we get another cinematic sequence of the shuttle launch. Um, again, like, look, if you're gonna watch any episodes of X Men the animated series, if you haven't seen a single episode and you want to watch something. 
watch the Phoenix Saga because it is the highest production value that we've seen so far. It's the most cinematic. The pacing of it feels very much like a movie. Pacing. It's well edited. Yeah, it's, it's put together in a really good way. This, There's the, some other episodes that have maybe a higher frame rate, like the sure, like the but the cinematography the too is like really fantastic. Yeah, I think it's better looking. Yeah, definitely. Regardless and, of the frame rate, and they do yeah they do a lot of stuff with like intercutting and perspective. That's really cool. And um, anyway. Yeah, Professor X and Storm are are looking real cool outside of the the launch. Yep. Um and watching them take off and and Storm is like, "Listen, you got to you got to trust these guys, okay? They listen to you. They listen to you being a fucking maniac. Mm-mm-mm. Now you can just sit back here and and watch from your little from your wh- would you even call his wheelchair a chair? Yeah, it's a chair. He I want to call it. it something else. It's like, like a, a command center. <laughs> it's so big. Xavier's command chair. And he has cool little gadgets. I feel like yeah, we haven't seen tricks. enough. Because yeah. you know in that one episode, he's, he I think through, it's the juggernaut. Yeah. He yeah, slides out the bottom. Yeah. yeah, I want more of that stuff. Yeah, So, uh, but then Xavier's like, all right, Storm, you know, let's do the part where we go get Jubilee. He's oh, like, right. All right. Forgot so about her. We cut to Jubilee. She's in a room with a couple of guards. They're holding her in front of a huge window, which all of a sudden busts open as a tornado flies into the room, yeah. picks up Jubilee, swirls her out, and we see that Storm has tornadoed Jubilee out of that guard room and back over to the safety of Xavier away from the launch. And guys, Jubilee is a fan. What a kick! <laughs> what a kick! <laughs> Um, in space, the X-Men, you know, the launch was successful, obviously, and you know, they fly up and, and they, they approach the space station as Psyche activates these gravity boots, um, on his, on his space suit that sort of keep him firmly on the ground. And, Magnets. And then we see in the back of the ship. Magnets. Magnets. Beast and Wolverine are floating around in sort of like this, this open chamber near the back of the spacecraft that also has like a little, um... Does anyone have a clue why we're on this tub? Yep. Ours is not to reason why. Ours is but to do and get ready. <laughs> <laughs> that was Beast. That was in a, an amazing thing that Cyclops does, interrupts one of Beast's annoying quotes. Because Wolverine asks, is there a reason for any of this? Does anyone know what's going on? And Beast decides to share a quote. Yeah, he's and like, Cyclops mm-hmm. knocks on the window, stares at them for a good two seconds, just being like, I can't believe this shit. It says, <laughs> knock it off. Yeah, but Beast is like, look, don't ask questions. Let's just go die. Um, but to answer your question, Andrew, yeah. what's being transported is a manned close orbital solar probe with complete radiation shield. Oh, right. Yes, yeah. yes, of yeah, course. Yeah, yeah. Naturally. I wonder if that's going to come those. into play later. I actually love those. You have to travel with one. If you don't have it, you can be in Throw, danger. Strap that on top of the sedan. Now, Beast was quoting uh, Lord Alfred Tennyson from the charge of, of from the charge of the Light Brigade. Last time he quoted uh, Lord Alfred Tennyson was in season two opener when they fought the Nasty Boys. Um, so this idea is, you know, they're going in and sacrificing themselves without questioning orders. That's what I makes said. someone a true. Hero. Sacrifice. Uh, it was, <laughs> which uh, the poem or the uh, I guess it was a poem um, was about the suicidal cavalry charge during the Crimean War. Oh my God! Yeah, a little fun history for you, folks. So anyway, yeah, they dock to the space station. They walk in, and as they're walking in, Jean gets a psychic blast of some kind—a present she hasn't felt. <gasps> a trap! It's a trap! All of a sudden. Her psychic, because she's sensing this trap, um, a psychic bond is break breaks with Corbeau, and he sees the X Men as they <laughs> truly are. He's like, "What the fuck is going on?" And here? right as he sees this, before we can even register what's happening, gas starts pouring into the room, and the X Men all go down. They try to use their powers to fight through it, but it's too late. 
Wolverine They're slashing the at the gas. <laughs> Cyclops <laughs> blasting at the gas. Yeah. <laughs> the beast quoting Alfred Lord De- Lord beast, Alfred Edison. I at don't the gas. feel so good. And who comes out? Uh, a door opens, backlit, bright light. A giant Viking man, Eric the Red. Shao Kahn. Yeah, Shao Kahn. The Shi'ar emissary. Let's explain his outfit. Yeah, get into it. BDSM Viking. Yes. Basically, I mean, but it's red, bright red. Everything's red. It's an outfit that accentuates his love handles. Yes, his his ah. chest is mostly open with a couple of red leathery straps across it. He's got some red sort of football armor on, football pad armor. Um, you know, red boots and leggings, and then a, a red Viking helmet. That gorgeous smile, face. really. Oh nice. yeah, beautiful he's pearly pretty whites. Much always smiling. Yeah, but I yeah, think he does Invisalign. Yeah, mm-hmm. it, it, his helmet is stupid. like. Did we mention he has horns? He's got horns. Oh, that helmet. You better believe that Viking helmet's got horns. Um, it's wacky. Oh, and he's red. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Yes, yes, yeah, yes, yes. Yeah, and yeah, so yeah, he, he blasts open his little wristband uh, video hologram, and we see the eyeliner emperor guy that Xavier saw earlier. And he said, and Eric the Red says that the crew's been dispatched, but he realizes that, uh, wait, this isn't the crew. These are stowaways. What the hell? And uh, the emperor says that these people, the X-Men, must know of his plans for the crystal, and Lalandra must be reaching out, must have reached out to them. So who, who? And Deken is pissed that Eric did not prevent these stowaways from getting aboard, even though they're like already down for the count, basically. But Eric says that he'll take care of them. Don't worry. Um, you know, it's really this whole conversation is giving like you know Vader Emperor shit. You yeah, know, like yeah, you yeah. will not fail me again type stuff. He's scared of this guy. Yeah, he's trying to please him. So they, they bring Corbeau into the command room, and Eric the Red plans to suck the X-Men out of the airlock, and Jean wakes up just as the airlock is opening. Mm. Now um, we're getting to the classic spaceship. Yeah, oh yeah. Oh yeah. If you're not getting sucked on an airlock, then... Gravity, yeah. air-sucking, yeah. buttons, <laughs> lasers, and so gas. Jean... I will say I did not expect to see gas come oh, out. Yeah, yeah like, no, me neither. Eric the Red's big like space future technology thing and we're to just knock gonna him gas out. It's just crew. green gas yeah. coming out of the vents sleepy gas yeah um gene wakes up uh as this is happening and she tries to psychically control the crew to stop them but they have some kind of mind control device on mm. them already they're already being controlled oh, yeah. sorry yeah. eric the red is using some kind of control device on him so uh it, that's too strong she can't break through to it the airlock opens as she desperately reaches out now with instead of her tele- telepathy her telekinesis and directly controls the airlock herself always start with telekinesis Don't- i know don't and try to make someone else do your work. She do manages, your own work. She manages to close it just as the other X-Men wake up, and the guards rush in with guns. She uses her telekinesis to take out one. Cyclops ah. takes out the other with his psychic blast, but she's having a tough time. She's having some swamp ass. Yeah. She, 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 you know, she's kind of pulling all the weight for the team so far. As you notice, I've said a lot of, oh, Gene yeah. does this, Gene does that, yeah. But she said she managed to put up a shield over the X-Men just before losing consciousness to protect them from the gas. Like she's she's carrying. She threw the out team. three different powers in, in like oh, five yeah. seconds. Uh, this is her mission. Like, no. yeah, she's crushing it. I will say this. I know we could t- They would be kinda, dead like three times over if it wasn't for her at this point. Yeah, I, I kinda talk shit in the beginning, but but Gene it, it this makes sense. I feel like her power has been scaling at like a nice elevated rate yes. through these past two seasons. And now we're at a place where I mean, she's a little amped up right now, so she's probably going to pass out soon. But I, I buy it. I buy it. Yeah, it works for no, me. Me too. Me too. I like. I, I think it's. It shows really good progression from her. Like she, she comes across as a more like shy, not as like 
you know, a bombastic team member of like, yeah, let's go fight the bad, you know, but she's... I don't know why I said bombastic, but the way she uses her powers here, you see there's like a certain confidence growing in her, and even though it is hurting her, she's like, no, I can do this, so let's get the job done, you know? I mean, she does. So she explains to the rest of the X Men that the crew's being mind controlled. Mm-hmm. Wolverine gives a funny little jab about how he wants to just slice open their necks to, to get I'm the control cut your head off. Yeah, um, yeah. And we cut we cut into the control room where Eric the Red explains the whole situation going on. Basically, yeah, guys, sit tight. I'm just gonna play this for you because we don't want to do it. Okay, bye. The vortex you've come to study is what your primitive science would designate as a wormhole. A tear in the fabric of space. We CR are capable of opening such galactic passageways when circumstances require it. My purpose here is to intercept an enemy of my emperor, the rebel Lelandra, who will soon travel through the wormhole. I have mounted an energy weapon capable of disabling her rebel star cruiser. You taking notes? Especially when fired from an unassuming You didn't have to tell him this part. But who are you? <laughs> I am an agent of the Shi'ar Emperor for this sector. All the years I have waited for my Emperor to need me, watching your pathetic backwater little world, walking among backwater you. Backwater once again. Perhaps now I can be assigned to a more important planet, <laughs> one that is not infested with lower life forms. Looks like the Professor sent us to the right place. Oh! You, you are to have been space debris. Think again. So we're just going to play the rest of the episode. Uh, <laughs> Space debris. Uh-huh. So yeah, what the hell? you guys heard all that. You get what's going on. The X-Men bust in. Everyone calls Earth a backwater planet. What the heck? I mean, yeah, we do kind of suck compared to... We don't have like intergalactic space travel like these other places. But yeah, I guess so. So yeah, those of well, you... I grew up is the way of backwater. So right. to explain Eric the Red, yeah, he's an alien. Uh, he... Where he's a Shi'ar specifically, she- works works for the Emperor, and he's been assigned to Earth as an emissary, just kind of watching over it for all these years, and he's been kind of pissed off. So he is Eric the Red. How many years like from history? Been doing this? Like hundreds. In space? Yeah. Like medieval Eric yeah, the Red? They got technology. They can live for a while. Huh. Why is he doing this? Because it's it's like, why do we have ambassadors in, you know, like... Transylvania, you know what I mean? Like, oh, Eric the Red is an eternal. <laughs> no, holy shit! No, that's not that. No, he's not. Yes, he is. He's been around for no. this long, and he I was know. blasting little aliens that come out of the water. She yo, <laughs> she yo. No, he was mostly just like a guy who's like, hey, does this planet have like oil, space oil on it? <laughs> Essentially. So Dakon is an eternal. Nope, just another alien. Tell us about the Shi'ar. Shi'ar <laughs> are an alien race. Yeah, uh, they're kind of like these sort of. Bird-like-ish. They're like humans, but they their their hair and stuff is sort of feathery. Is that what that is? It's triangle shaped. Yes. Almost. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. They're supposed to be kind of like feathers, essentially, mm. and they they also have like kind of feathers that sort of come out of their arms a little bit too. Um, but yeah, huh. no, they're like an alien race, super advanced. Um, you know, and they are an emperor. They're an empire uh, ruled by Deken, mm-hmm. who's uh, wow. this super evil megalomaniac. That's eyeliner boy. That we he were wasn't always earlier. that way, right? Tell us a little bit about their leader. No, I mean, kind of. He's just kind no, of a power. Sucks. Yeah, he's just yeah. like a power hungry asshole. Uh, basically, his sister's Lalandra, and she's she became the prime. You know, uh, obviously, he was the inheritor of the throne, and she kind of realized that all that power went to his head, and so she sort of leads a rebellion to stop him. And um, yeah. We'll see if she pops in later. Hmm. Yeah, we're getting a little ahead of ourselves. So yeah, but now the, the so the X Men have busted in big fight. 
ensues, um, and it's right as Lalandra's ship exits the wormhole. It's a, you know a Shi'ar class Y cruiser <laughs> flies through the bug ship that we saw earlier that got blasted. Eric activates the weapon. Syke shoots the controls, which causes the weapon to fire, just missing Lalandra as the space station uh, starts to explode because of that blast that Cyclops blasted on the weapon. He does this a lot. He's got to control himself. Uh, yeah. Wolverine uh, saves Dr. Corbeau. They all start running back to the shuttle as the aliens are also like trying to escape. Everyone's trying to get off this shuttle because it's now exploding around them. Um, they grab the, the X-Men grab the unconscious crew and it's like a race against the clock. I like kind of how fast pace and dun, like, dun, yeah, they're dun, like running. Dun, the dun, ship's exploding dun, around dun, them, you know. Oh shit, what's happening at the wormhole? I don't know. A ship's coming through. Oh, I already <gasps> said that. I said Lalandra's ship came through. No, it's no, Lalandra's ship. Lalandra's ship. <laughs> it's like Come on. I did too. You got to speak up, Andrew. I know. <laughs> <laughs> you fuckers. <laughs> oh, man. Um, so so Eric jumps on his ship. The X-Men jump on their ship. Deken quickly checks in with Eric. He's like, hey, what the fuck's going on? Are you okay down Why there? Why haven't you stopped Lalandra yet? And, he, and Eric's like, I'm working on it, dude. I'm like right in the middle of it right now. I swear <laughs> to God. Busy. But first, I'm going to kill her agents, a.k.a. the X-Men. Um, Eric the Red. Uh, Seems like a priority at this point. They're causing enough damage. Yeah, yeah. Uh, Eric, he's firing on Lalandra. Lalandra fires back. Uh, and the X-Men ship flies through... Lalandra's uh, sort of contrail energy, and Gambit gives us a fun little uh, taste of his culture. Look like they're going to be a barbecue, and we're going to be the main course. It's good he was there to explain this because I didn't know what was going on. But he, yeah, now we know that there's going to be a barbecue, and that they're going to they're going to be the, possibly the main course of the barbecue. Who's going to eat them? I don't know. Typically, the main course of a barbecue is some sort of meat product. Right, yeah. and it's usually smoked or barbecue. Slap it on some bread. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> but, uh, yeah, so Eric the Red, he kind of flies out. He's he's taken too much damage, so he flies away as the X-Men ship starts to break apart as it's re-entering the atmosphere. It's now. really not looking good. Yeah, the ship's breaking apart, but they, they point out that they, they, they realize everyone will be safe if they get into the like orbital radiation chamber uh, in the back of the, of the beast, ship. Beast, beast. We gotta yes. give him credit. He points this out. Yeah, smart man. He saves the team, and in a lot of ways, everyone would have died if it wasn't for Beast. Doctor McCoy. But that's what's so great about this episode is that there's so many points where like the entire team would die if it wasn't for like one individual like member mm -hmm. like doing something. Like Gene, the team would have been dead if Gene hadn't done what she did earlier. They'd also be dead if Beast hadn't pointed at like you know pointed this out now. So anyway, just thought that was cool. Yeah. Um, they are the sum of their parts. So Dr. Corbeau has to pilot it, though, because the autopilot of the ship, it's shot. Now, who did that? It's gone. I don't know. Wasn't it Cyclops? Cyclops. I don't know. Cyclops let's, got not a point, let's not point fingers. <laughs> let's not point fingers. Like you said, is, everybody has their part. Everybody has their reason. <laughs> Everyone's doing their part, and Cyclops is actually actively making things worse for everyone. But uh, Corbeau cannot pilot this ship, though, because the radiation's going to kill him. Ow, ow, ow. So Gene, before consulting with anyone, just psychically absorbs <laughs> his knowledge. She's like, I have an idea. Uh, yeah, gets inside of his brain and he just yeah. like yeah he has like a, a he spazzes seizure. out like yeah he has a seizure and gets knocked out and she's like okay I just learned how to fly this spaceship I'm gonna pilot the ship and buy you guys some time and Cyclops is like no way you're my girlfriend and I tell you what to boom she knocks him out too psychically yes. which I thought was awesome loved that yeah we should be specific she doesn't cold cock him in the face no no she just does another <laughs> telekinetic blast she's finally like can you shut up yeah and now we hit a more somber note as the X Men sort of Go in because they they're like Gene's gonna like 
die doing yeah, this. Yeah, to like, be clear, because she has this information now, she's the only one. She basically has to lock herself off in this cockpit yes and help them down while the x-men are in the chamber safe but the radiation is gonna it's still gonna get probably kill her but because of her telekinetic power she can put up a shield to just buy herself enough time to be able to pilot the ship long enough to get them to safety you missed an important part i'm keeping track of the relationships in this episode you know gambit's cheating yeah you should like that so you know Cyclops knocked out. That's the first thing Jean does is kiss Wolverine on the cheek. Uh, going that's in. true. She gives him a kiss before she walks in uh, there. And you know why? It's because Wolverine knows how... Cyclops is immediately like, no, Jean, don't do that. She's like, fuck off. Wolverine's like, no, Jean, I don't want to tell you what to do. I just want to wish you luck, Yeah, baby. Look, yeah. I, I wouldn't want anyone to tell me what to do. I'm not going to tell you what to do. He respects uh, her. And he wins the kiss of the episode. We always have our kiss of the kiss episode. Kiss of the episode. Absolutely. The kiss of the episode. That was the kiss Goes of the episode. Goes to Wolverine. Yeah. Uh, there really they, is a kiss per episode with like the forehead kisses, kisses in the show. <laughs> I also want to note, um, I did not pull clips of all of these moans because there are <laughs> probably 18. Yeah. But you hear this uh, every 15 seconds. Pretty much whenever she uses her powers. They have not, they, they didn't figure out that maybe that's a little too sexual. Jean is just moan. She just, it's constant throughout every episode. You just hear. Uh, like what? How does Just start this... calling those gene creams? <laughs> oh my god! I think that we're not gonna do that, but I do. I appreciate the idea. I appreciate the input. But I'm gonna. By the way, on our website, we're selling gene cream. Gene cream. Put your, gene slather creamer. up some gene cream and protect yourself from solar radiation. Yes. <laughs> so, uh, yeah, Wolverine wishes her luck in this beautiful moment between the two of them, and she takes the controls just as the ship starts to break apart. She throws up a telekinetic blue yeah, shield around the, herself. By the way, it's not a death sentence, but it's not It's not looking good. good. It's yeah, bad. It's, yeah. it's dangerous. Okay. So she starts to protect herself. Entering the atmosphere, she starts to just scream in pain as we see solar radiation just come over her and a flash of a fiery creature goes around her and the first episode ends now what the heck and if was that, that if that flew by for you guys it flew by for me yeah, too what the heck was that well, we've been we've been recording for 45 minutes so and guess what <laughs> we're rolling we're rolling right into the next part baby because part two the dark shroud opens up and Jean, you better believe she's still screaming. And previously on. They're coming. They're coming. <laughs> As she's piloting the ship, uh, she she screams out, calls out, you know, Scott, Logan, someone, help me, please. And yeah, she goes, ay, 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 ay. <laughs> Gazar style. <laughs> and we see the, the this fiery bird, the Phoenix Force. Look, I'm just going to say it, folks. It's the Phoenix Force surrounds her and goes into her. And then she she rises up starts glowing her powers start glowing red instead of blue now and we ow, all ow, know ow. that the phoenix force are the group of dumbledore students that yes. meet in yes. the hallway yes. you got, the paul, room of you got paul george yes. you've got yeah. uh you've yes. got charles barkley bruce lee uh, phoenix you, sons yes you got yes um yes yes <laughs> you got shia labeouf I, <laughs> I don't know why i said shia labeouf i feel strange so yeah she pulls the ship up as we Enter New York City. Oh no, the spaceship is going to crash right in the heart of New York City. It skims across bad. the Chrysler building and we see it approach two towers, the World Trade Centers, folks. This spaceship is headed straight for the World Trade Centers. This is pre 9 11. You know what this barbecue's been serving up this whole time? Yeah. <laughs> Sully Sullenberger's motherfucker. Oh, you better believe it. She's about it. to land this ship 
Right. Kill some geese. <laughs> right in the Hudson. What a piece of shit she, he was. She flies it right between the two towers. Phew, thank God. Um, but saving. she's skimming buildings. I mean, she's breaking. It, this is a real close call. She's doing a very good job. And again, this is the biggest scope thing we've ever seen in X-Men so far. I mean, other than maybe Apocalypse in season one kind of doing taking over the world. But, but it, seeing this stuff in in like urban areas where there's like people populating yeah, yeah. like a mm-hmm. city. I loved that. Like all the stuff that's also about to come up in New York is mm-hmm. so cool. Yeah. It's not like fighting apocalypse in like Stonehenge where there's nothing around. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's like all these big skyscrapers and people running around. It feels like way bigger. Yes, mm-hmm. definitely. Yeah. And everything's just again like the backgrounds and everything is just rendered much better because yeah. like you could tell they they got a better animation budget for these episodes. And you and, and a little fun fact Easter egg um that I learned from Eric Leewald's book, you can see leech in the background of every single shot. <laughs> He's hidden in the back of every shot. It's a hidden leech in yeah, every shot of smiling. New York City. He come now. He come now. <laughs> <laughs> so the so the X-Men, yeah, the ship lands, the the capsule that they're in starts sinking into the Hudson. It busts open and water starts pouring in. They're going to drown in there because they can't escape, but Cyclops shoots off the door, uh, which allows them all to, to swim out uh, through the It's actually a tag hatch. team. Uh, Wolverine... Oh stabs he goes hold your breath oh. and stabs and then cyclops blast i don't know why they need to both do it but the ocean and water are the space okay. of earth okay I, I like to call them inner space Let yes them cook you go from gravity yeah to to gravity go off king yeah so if you think right, about Alfonso it Carlin. exactly yeah. wow. it's like sandra bullock plummeting from one danger to the next you got a flooding capsule happening now yeah. oh this i wonder is- if that's where Quaron got it from mm. he was watching this episode he's like i'm gonna use this in gravity probably that's probably right yeah even cutting around the cities that like henry mentioned that's straight out of avengers <laughs> oh my so, god so, so as the x-men all burst up through the water they can't find gene can't find her anywhere um scott's freaking out all of a sudden Jane. something deep within the hudson bay Bubbling. Glows. Bubbles. Bubble. Brighter. Brighter. Comes to the surface. Explodes up out of the surface as Jean Grey declares, I am Phoenix, flying up. New suit. Little green with a golden Phoenix logo. A little golden scarf. uh, R.I.P. Jean. Around her waist. Kind of rogue colors, Looking fly. It's pretty rogue. It's ripping rogue. It is rogue. I just realized that. Also, her hair... Fully out. She doesn't have that little tight little ponytail, you know, bandana situation anymore. No, she's letting it loose. She's letting her powers. I don't loose. like your hair like that, Gene. <laughs> and as she, and right as she enters this moment the of woman huge I fell triumph in love with? and revelation, she crashes into the water and she's like, "I'm too tired. I got to go sleep now." <laughs> yeah, finally she crashed. She she was on a real sugar high. So we cut to the hospital where she's resting up, <clears throat> and she says she doesn't remember what happened. She feels feel strange, like I'm someone else, like I could reach out and touch the moon and crush it in my hand. Oh. Okay. Jean, who is Phoenix? Phoenix. Am I Phoenix? Nah, probably not. So, <laughs> Professor X rolls in giddy at this point because you think the first thing he'd say is like, hey, thanks so much for putting your life on the line like, and well, doing you're this alive. terrifying thing. Wow. Jean, you just turned into a flame monster. But no, he, he rolls in and he's just like, oh, that's just cool. Yeah, and, yeah. and but Cyclops is like, look, Xavier, you and I got to have a fucking chat okay but bud my girlfriend's about to die i'm pissed off and beast kind of joins this chat as well um he get, beast gives a quick sort of explanation of like hey the government can't explain why there's aliens around but they're not going to say anything because they don't want to cause a public panic so like 
keep mum about the aliens. Um, but there's also something else coming through the vortex. We don't really know what it is, but we'll figure it out later. And Xavier once again is like, yeah, I've got no idea what's going on. Yeah. And Cyclops is pissed. Yeah. He it's time you told us everything you know, Professor. I've told you all I can. <laughs> Come on. All he, that makes any sense. I'm stopping that. He does not have the authority to raise his voice at Cyclops right now. His response immediately is bad. I've told Tone you is off. all I can. I don't know. It's like, okay, He's dude. So well, maybe defensive. you need to figure out some more because Gene is, was almost dead. We almost killed an entire crew of spacemen. But it's great because he starts yelling and Cyclops is like, I can yell too. Yeah. 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 No, Cyclops is pissed. He's finally like, standing up to the Finally, the, the son is standing up to the abusive father. Yeah. It's time you told us everything you know, Professor. I've told you all I can. All that makes any sense. Well, that's not good enough. Gene's mm. lying in there because you sent us in blind against something that almost destroyed us. Yup. Because you failed to warn you us. You had all the information then available. A good leader doesn't have to be warned to be on his guard. Oh. Are you saying it's my fault what happened to Gene? Ah. If I might interject, concern over Gene's condition has rendered both of you irrational. Yeah, I mean... No, I actually don't think Cyclops is a rational beast. No, Professor X is way out of fucking line. Cyclops here. has never spoken more clearly in his life. Yeah, agreed. A good leader doesn't have to be warned to be on his guard. Yes, this is one of dude. my favorite scenes I think in the show so far, though. Just like this, yeah, this conflict sure. between the two of yeah. them. I'm gl I'm so glad it's like it's been simmering the entire time. The whole kind of like I don't know, do we trust it? But now it's finally exploding to the surface. I love it. It's insane that he said that. To yeah, Cyclops. Yeah. Like he's a fucking. Oh well, asshole. maybe if you were a better leader, they would like. Shut like, up. It's like, but that's like Xavier. You know, he's getting psychically blasted. His his darkness is coming out, and hey, that's teeing up for what the conflict of this episode's about to be. But before we get into that, I want to point out Beast looking super fly, wearing yes. a bomber jacket, mm, yeah. a Howard the Duck T-shirt, jeans and sneakers. He's no longer dressing like a like a subway flasher with his trench coat. He's, yeah. he's dressing like a cool. A cool guy. Cool guy. And he's acting like a cool guy, being the middleman and being like, yo, 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 let's, let's calm down. Let's cool our jets. Chill. We're, you just got back from space. You just got done being psychic. Zero emotion. The only time we've seen Beast show emotion is the Dr. Bolson episode. Yeah. And so Beast says, he's like, look, I'll check out the mind control implants on the astronauts and we'll just see. We'll, we'll try to figure this out together. Yeah, smart. He's trying to like reverse engineer this. See yeah. if we can trace those back to something. Well, we'll figure this out. So Beast jumps out the window <laughs> and, finds, <laughs> and finds Wolverine. Kicking trash cans. Just punching and kicking trash cans and he's just pissed off again yep what was that episode where he infiltrates uh when gene tells him to do things he keeps saying the word over and over again it's not quiet oh oh like, yeah oh 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 uh, delicately delicately, delicately. <laughs> <laughs> he's back in delicately mode and just raging out yeah and oh when he went undercover right yeah yeah yeah, yeah. um Wolverine hates hospitals, dude. We know why. Yeah. We've seen it. Yep, yeah, yeah. Yep. He can't be in there. He doesn't, can't see people. Doesn't up. trust him. And Beast is like, look, we don't need to. You don't need to take you to the hospital. But like, let's go to the club, man. Let's go out. Let's go out clubbing. Yeah. He and he waves down a taxi. Taxi driver, my friend and I. <laughs> the driver takes one look at Beast and just dips. Why is it always so difficult to get a cab in New York? See this tank. I think I'll just spend some time alone. See, this is super fucked up because we were just deprived of an episode entirely of Beast and Wolverine going out on the town, partying and Wacky drinking. Wacky hijinks. And, and this racist had to ruin it for all yeah. of us. And I like that they sprinkled that in there. You know, we still who, got the taste of like humans don't think like Think about humans. who Beast quotes when he's a few drinks in. I bet it's not 
not fancy poets anymore. No. <laughs> it's Jordan Peterson. It's oh, my God. <laughs> <laughs> the 12 steps for living a... <laughs> <laughs> okay, Morty. Like, it sounds like Rick and Morty or Courage the Cowardly Dog. <laughs> <laughs> the slab. Oh my gosh. So yeah, back on the roof of the hospital, we catch up with Xavier who glides in his little canary. He gets into his little canary jet. As I, I like love that him. we call it the canary. Yeah. It I, just I makes sense. It. Yeah. yeah. Um, and then he jumps in the jet. He's like, all right, I'm going to go home, I guess. And he gets psychically blasted again. He has the visions of the crystal, the bug astronaut helmet. It reaches out to him. The jet lifts up into the air as he's being psychically like blasted. And then it crashes back down again. But when it does, Xavier goes unconscious. And all of a sudden, an evil astral projected version of Xavier leaves his mind and like hovers over him and reaches out psychically to see where all the X-Men are. We see Storm on top of a bridge, Gambit hitting on a woman in a line for like a show or something, Scott and Jean lying in the hospital, and Wolverine on the subway by himself. And so we, and this evil Xavier flies off into the night. You can tell he's just going to go fuck with all of them like and he always does. He you looks know? like, he's like Nor- oh, where are my X-Men? Let me, ruin, got- let me ruin their days. The yeah. most important part is he has a cape. Yes, that's the one difference between Xavier and evil Xavier is that evil, just, he just has a cape. He's got the same suit on just with a cape. Is Dark yeah. Xavier from the comics? Is this a- I will say the Phoenix Saga, these episodes, they... Extre- they are extremely close to the books. Mm. Like every single, this is like I believe the second or third issue in the Phoenix Saga of the comics as well. And it's this whole thing where exactly because of the psychic blasts, like Xavier's so overexerted. But what Dark Xavier does is he actually conjures up. So this is when the new X Men came in. So it was like Colossus, Storm, Wolverine, Nightcrawler, um, and uh, the, the what Dark Xavier did is he created dark versions of the old X Men. Mm. With like Cyclops, uh, Angel, um, uh, Gene, Beast, and Iceman to like fight. Was them, that basically. the Clone War stuff, or is that different? Uh, Clone War stuff. No, it's different. Uh, but anyway, he, he he psychically created the dark versions of the X Men to like fight, you know, the new X Men, and be like, I liked my old team better than my new team. But here they can't do any of that because you know. But I think they did such a good job of adapting these those kind of frankly a little silly like comic storylines into a cohesive narrative mm-hmm. for the show as well. Um, yeah, but, I'll, I'll touch on it a little bit later, but Eric Leewald even said in the book that even Nightcrawler was supposed to be introduced in these episodes. And it was just whoa. so many characters already. I know. God, I wish Nightcrawler could have been in it because he's in the Phoenix Saga mm-hmm. in the comic and he's great. Oh, damn. He does some really cool shit. So first up on on Dark Xavier's list, yeah. his shit list, <laughs> yeah. Wolverine. His Kill Bill revenge yeah. list. <laughs> we saw Wolverine leave Beast. He's like, listen, man, I'm going to go spend the night just walking around thinking uh, and we see him on a subway car, maybe a little reminiscent of the first X-Men movie. Mm. Huh, that's what I thought. It does seem like that, yeah, when he's on the train. Yeah, um, and he's on a train, he's just kind of thinking, you know, he just he's by himself, and he sees Yuriko. <gasps> what the hell? Whoa. What the hell is she doing and here? Not, not, not Deathstrike form, like old Yuriko, mm-hmm. the yeah, woman you, he fell in love with. Yeah, and you think, oh, this is probably just him having like a cool little 80s montage. The thing. lights go out. He's like, Heather? Oh, shit, <laughs> Heather? And... Uh, the lights go out. Something's bad here. Uh-oh. Sabretooth shows up out of nowhere. What the fuck's going on? He starts tussling with Sabretooth. Amazing animation, by the way. The look of this is mm-hmm. really cool. It's yeah. completely dark, so it's kind of silhouette And there's just, like, these, like, uh, waves of light as yeah. they pass different lights it's outside. It's like streaks of light. It's really cool. It's Again, great. the most cinematic episodes you'll ever see. Oh, yeah. Uh, so he's, he's, like, dodging attacks from Sabretooth. Then all of a sudden, it's Deadpool. Yep. Deadpool, Deadpool comes out. Blast. Wolverine out the back of the train uh, with his guns. 
and he's hanging on well he's like hanging on by his claws yeah in the doorway in the open doorway no and then all of a sudden and then dark xavier reveals himself and oh, blasts oh. wolverine out onto the tracks oh my god and then and wolverine's like what the fuck are you doing man and he's he's he comes right out of the gate i love the, the way Dark Xavier just glides over. Oh, stand, yeah. He's mm-hmm. standing still in the air, just gliding like as like it's so creepy and uncanny. It's really cool. Yeah, he says this to him. You're an animal. Yikes! Always causing trouble. You never follow orders. It was a mistake to save you. I'm sick of your selfish, undisciplined arrogance. Okay, how do you really feel? I ain't too fond of you right now either, Professor. So he sees Jubilee tied to the train tracks behind him. By the way, note the really cool, creepy X-Men spooky, scary theme song behind Xavier. You'll hear it again in a sec, but it's really, it's fun. Yeah, but Jubilee is about to get run over by a train. She's tied up on the tied up on the tracks, and Wolverine's about to run after her when Xavier shoots a gun yeah. at, at Wolverine's legs, which just causes, pulls out a weird like spider glue gun. Yeah, just, it glues his legs to the tracks with like these this big gooey stuff, and he can't move. But he slashes free, runs to save Jubilee, grabs her, and all of a sudden she disappears. <gasps> it was an illusion. Heck? He's about to get hit by the train, but he dives out of the way as the train roars past him. Easy. And now we're in Times Square. <sighs> okay, John. So Dark Square. Professor can make a goo gun out of his fucking. I guess mind? that was the dumbest part. Why didn't he just like? Well, it's all in Wolverine's head. Oh right, yeah, but, but I don't know why he needed the gun. I don't know why he to needed project <laughs> the gun? image of him pulling out a gun that shoots glue. Uh, you gotta sell toys. I don't know. <laughs> yeah, I don't know. Uh, Saucé bon. Yeah, cut the gamble. Yeah, this is rough. This is probably the worst he's part. He's hitting on another. I'll let you take this one, John. Lady, man. Not only is he hitting on a woman, he's in line for a fucking. Broadway theater show. He's taking Jubilee for a night on the town. He seems like a good dude. Now, would you be doing, would you be going to a Broadway play with with, Jubilee? Literally the day that you crashed, or maybe it's the day after. Those tickets are expensive. I guess. Oh, dude, yeah. Okay, fine. You gotta take Jubilee's mom. Jubilee's been put through hell, dude. She's true. She's arrested. And and it's not like Jean's dead. Like, she's fine. Oh, yeah. She's she's just in the hospital. She's recovering. So. Hey, Shep. Where can you and me go and get some good Cajun food in this town, huh? Hey! Who said you'd take me to this Broadway show? This show not gonna last all night, Petit, but I'll still be going. I have a <laughs> ticket for you. Dark One Xavier shows up. To oblivion. Whoever wrote these episodes is just like, Gambit stays up late and he fucks. That's all, that's all they know about him. <laughs> that's the entire Bible for his character. Yeah, I also want to be clear. He was not talking to Jubilee in that scene. He was talking to a random woman in yes. the line for the play. Mm-hmm. He was not talking about taking Jubilee and, out late. Yeah, and it was... Uh, what's he doing? Bothering a stranger like beasts. Uh, we, I just want to Professor say Professor X has taught these kids no, it's the know, game. manners. But we've... Gambit spun. likes the game. No, but this is more important. We've stood up for Gambit for two seasons. We've defended him by saying, oh, he's, you know, he's being a little creepy, but, like, there's a real love between him and Rogue. It's important. No way, dude. Dude, he's a fucking He's a fuckboy. What is wrong? This but is what horrible. If, okay, but what if? Hear, no. me, hear me out. Now I'm defending Gambit. What am I doing? Uh, no, I'm, I will. Because what if Rogue is like, look, sugar, we can't touch normally unless we have these power dampeners, which we don't. I will say she's acting So, like, like you yeah. can go physically meet your needs however you need to, <laughs> but I know that emotionally... Like you belong to me. <laughs> We're really going deep into the possibilities. It's of like an relationship. open. It's like an open relationship. I mean, you think maybe you think she's <laughs> slamming rods into space? <laughs> <laughs> what? 
<laughs> it took me that long to think of what she's doing. Slamming rods. <laughs> uh, Rogue is oh, slamming God. rods in space. But yeah, before Gambit can pick up that chick, uh, yeah, Evil Xavier shows up and, and spoils it all. Yeah, he says he has a uh, ticket for you. One to oblivion. <laughs> Gambit tries to throw a card at him, but uh, it, it, Xavier is able to psychically shoot it over to the ticket booth, which explodes the ticket booth. And yeah. Jubilee also tries to hit him with her fireworks, but they just go right through him. It's and pretty clear already. It, blows, it blows up a window in Times Square. He's not real. And yes. it takes them a, a little too long to realize that. A little bit too it's, long. It's in seconds, Professor X is putting Gene in front of oncoming traffic. Yeah. Trying to kill yeah. him. Yeah. Um, this guy is exactly who he's always been. I'm noticing no differences. It seems like I'm just dealing with Professor X. I'm just not, normal X, not yeah, Dark yeah. Xavier? Finally, he's just being himself. He's letting loose just a little well, bit. Well, he does say, he says, I created you and I can destroy you. Your puny mutant powers cannot harm me. I created the X-Men. And what I created, I can destroy. I. He literally feels that way. I, he literally feels that way. Like what John just said. Dude, I don't you're think, saying that's his true. Feeling. I don't I can think, trace this for you. This is the undoing of Professor X. This isn't the Phoenix Saga. Yeah, yeah, yeah. This is him realizing that Gene has just become more powerful than him. It's him having a <laughs> mental break. breaking down. I think it's you know I do think it's this this whole arc this whole saga is a two full thing. It, it 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 ultimately is about how the X Men realize that they don't need Xavier. Like this whole saga is all about the team. He cannot handle that. They spend so much of it without him, just up in space later on. Because this motherfucker knows he'd have no one. And his insecurity is that, like, oh, they're gonna realize they don't need me or they don't want me. Not to mention when I'm the reason they're here. Jumping ahead a little bit, but his ex girlfriend's with someone else too. He's (laughs) in a bad place right now. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know if he knows entirely about that yet. But I've been slamming rods. Oh, gosh. So, yeah, we catch up. We finally catch up with Storm. What the heck she been up to? Sitting She's, on top of a bridge. Yeah, the Brooklyn this Bridge, This is what I right? would be doing. Yeah. I'm sick of all this shit. I'd be up in someplace quiet just hanging out. Just sitting, well, yeah. The fucking other X-Men got to go to space, and she's stuck on fucking Earth. She's mad at Professor X, too. She's like, okay, I guess I'll hang out here. Yeah. She's like, I got to I... miss out on some real bonding. Uh-huh. <laughs> should I just join the fucking Morlocks at this point? <laughs> <laughs> I should just go lead those guys. They seem to like me. Yeah. But anyway, she hears Jubilee over on her comm. Yeah, uh, she's like, look, you got to get to Times Square. Professor X, he's going crazy. <laughs> All right. Uh, mutant. 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 Sorry. But, mutant. Oh, Jesus. Oh, God, it won't <laughs> stop. Uh, but then we catch up. We So Storm flies off. Uh, we catch up with Xavier in his crashed plane. As he's sort of waking up, he psychically reaches out to Storm to say, don't go. But it's unclear if he, like, gets through to her. Um, uh, wait, so you're saying real professor, mine... Yeah, there's storm, a quick, like, th- we see a quick flash of this, yeah. His mind goes, reaches out to Storm, he's like, don't go, it's it's dangerous. You're going to find out what I really think oh, about right, you. <laughs> right, right, right. So yeah, back at Times Square real quick. Um, Whatever I was saying, I'm, I was just drunk. <laughs> oh, God. <laughs> so yeah, they're, they're fighting with Xavier still, which is like so useless, and the cops show up, pulling guns immediately. Yeah, because they're making a mess. Yeah, and Jubilee's like, arrest Xavier, not us, and they're like, who, what? Who are you talking about? You guys are just using your powers against nothing. They finally figure they out. See him. They finally figure out that he's invisible. It's in their brain. It's all a projection. Yeah. And Wolverine finally shows up by this point. He's like, "Wait, I can't smell shit. You guys are stupid." Yeah. He's like, "I know he's not real." Use your nose, Jubilee. Yeah. Come on. You guys have a nose. Uh, Storm does arrive. She covers everything in fog, as, yeah. as she always does. As Xavier also dis- Dark Xavier disappears. Yeah. And the X-Men make their escape with the fog. And now we're back at the hospital, okay? We got uh, get a, a very important update on yeah. Rogue. Rogue, where has she been? 
Cyclops. Oh, sorry. No, it's okay. Cyclops tells her on the phone. He's like, "Look, we're at a small private hospital on the east side, and look, Gambit's been cheating on you. Gambit's been cheating on you. No, he's <laughs> he doesn't rat him out. But I did some research, and I believe that this hospital is the real hospital." the Eastside Comprehensive Medical Center in New York. Okay. Because it hits all these marks. It's a small private hospital on okay. the east side. I like this. And it's a hospital that specializes in neurological disorders, and it studies ADHD, bipolar disorder, and depression. Okay. I like to think it's that hospital from The Good Doctor. Yeah. Oh, or, oh yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah probably, it's probably that one. Yeah, probably that one. Yeah, I wonder if she got The Good Doctor as her I doctor. I hope that Freddie... As far as things go for me, Good Doctor, Dr... Olsen. Yes. Great doctor. Doctor. Corbeau. Yeah. Corbeau. Corbeau. And then bad doctor is the one from the uh, Mystique Captain Marvel episode who mm. stands oh. in the room and explains what everything <laughs> oh, does. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yes. This is our Jane Doe. And so <laughs> Professor she- Dark Xavier shows up. <laughs> in great, incompetent fool. Yeah, you just okay. start screaming this immediately. <laughs> just, You're ungrateful for me sending you to space and, and putting your girlfriend in a coma. Yeah. You ingrate. Yeah, blast Cyclops against the wall with a little psychic beam. And but Jean wakes up and goes, hey, what the heck is going on yeah. here? Yeah, she sees right through it immediately. Though. She's, She's like, oh, yeah, accent. hey, Scott, by the way, this guy, he's not real. He's just making you imagine that you're getting hit by these force beams. Um, So you're good. She quickly goes Phoenix mode. And when I say goes Phoenix mode from now on... Just imagine in your head a, the giant fiery phoenix bird like surrounding Jean yeah. and her like using her. And you, you better powers. believe that there's a sound effect of a bird going, yeah, <laughs> like every time. <laughs> so, yeah, she goes phoenix mode, zaps the professor who disappears because that shit's powerful. And Jean reaches out telepathically. Te- <laughs> she reaches out telepathically. And finds Xavier on the roof. She's like, oh, Xavier's just like upstairs, dude. Guys, use your brain powers, okay? He's up on the roof. I can't do all the work around. I'm in the hospital, and I'm still doing more than Ay all of Dios you. Dios <laughs> mio. So, yeah, they, they run up to the roof. Uh, Xavier explains that he felt a psychic probe of immense power, similar to what he felt before. And it the had probe a- overwhelmed all of the safeguards I have built to control the surging powers of my mind. Pause. Okay. Once again, <laughs> this is even... Okay. So we know that Xavier is doing some therapy with some of the members. Quote, like, unquote, to yeah, Rogue. Yes. Like Rogue, where basically all he was doing was removing her memories and trapping, literally, <laughs> psychically trapping Creating Captain like mental Marvel prisons. in a prison. Yeah. Don't worry, you didn't murder that girl. Yeah, yeah. We're not going to talk it through and heal and figure things out. No, we're going to block things out. So now we find out that he has blocked his own shit in his brain. Dark, his darkest impulses. So this is what he's actually like. I'm That's starting how to I think feel. that he was the bully and Juggernaut was the. the oh my the good god! Kid. No, they point out that everyone has these dark I get impulses. It. We've all had dark thoughts. Sure, but this is real dark. <clears throat> he's trying to kill his team. But it's like all of his insecurities. It's like all the stuff he fears. Right. So, like, so I guess the moral know, of the story is: don't push your negative emotions super deep and lock them away. Maybe start to deal with them, so then they don't come out like this Confront and you're them. killing people in Times Square. Be aware of them. If you if you think Wolverine is an animal and an ingrate and a horrible selfish yeah. person, like talk it out, you know? Yeah. Don't don't bottle that up. So let's hear what he has to say. The probe overwhelmed all of the safeguards I have built to control the surging powers of my mind, including the dark side. 
The destructive urges that live within us all, but the shroud that conceals is ripped away. That dark side of my nature lashed out without reason or compassion, trying to destroy what I care about the most. The X-Men. Xavier is the key. We shall be ready. Oh, yeah. There's some, like, random guy who's <laughs> mind-controlled by one of those neck things yeah. who's just filming all this on the <laughs> roof and filming it for Eric the Red. And, like, it looked like Creed or somebody, but he's just, like, filming with a camera. So that guy's just been walking around. I want that documentary, like, Cloversfield style of, like, X-Men mm. doing shit. Yeah, it they come up a lot, so we should make it clear that Eric the Red has minions who are humans that yes. worked in this space station yes. as humans. But right. he put chips on their heads, yes. and now they are his minions. Correct. And so they, the X-Men can't they, kill them. They get sent to Earth sometimes to do recon missions for him <laughs> Or, or just fly him around. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> well, yeah, of course. And, and they usually just kind of carry guns around and just sort of zap the X-Men occasionally. But, so uh, Xavier says that the X-Men are what he cares about most. But yeah. But that's probably true, but guess what? I didn't mean anything I did. <laughs> Had I killed you, I'd be happy, but... Yeah, shut up. Um, but yeah, so Eric the Red figures out that Xavier's the key to probably finding Lalandra because of these psychic probes or what's probably... It's probably her reaching out to him. And uh, Xavier, he gives up leadership. He's like, look, Thank Cyclops... God, dude. Cyclops, you're in charge until I can get this shit locked in and under control. <sighs> and with that, he abandons the X-Men once again to go to cue the bagpipes... Muir Island. You see the big fox line next to them in the alleyway? They, they're meeting outside. Professor X is like, oh, yeah. look, I no longer want to be deal with you, Fox. And there's a fox, giant fox yeah. logo above them. Oh. little advertising in there. Mm-hmm. Fox cool. family. So, yeah, his little jet lands in front of Moira and a blonde man, a beautiful blonde man. Who the fuck? Sean Cassidy. Hi, I'm Sean Cassidy. The first Irish lad we've met. An Irish and a Scottish getting together? Moira... <laughs> What is this? Uh, The UK? Right, yeah, totally. (laughs) (laughs) Moira reveals that she's engaged. Oh my, engaged to this beautiful blonde Xavier's, all the blood rushes from his face. Moira's told me a great deal about you, Mr. Xavier. How fortunate. Uh, (laughs) He's going to kill him. His dark side's going to lash out again. You got to be real careful, Sean. This is is a bad time to reveal yourself. He's like, let me go to a place that's going to get my mind right. Let me go watch my uh, ex-girlfriend make out with a new new boyfriend in front of me. I I have zero sympathy. I think he deserves it all. Oh, and I don't know. Oh, me too. I love it. (laughs) Torture this man. We pointed this out earlier, but when the Phoenix, when Phoenix blasted like Xavier's dark side, it like destroyed him. So that was like taken care of. He's not coming back. What? Yeah. That's the thing oh about this episode that, that is... So little... all of his dark urges and impulses are gone? Yeah. Or they're just buried again? Yeah, or they just got sucked back in. I don't Ugh, know. Whatever. Man, that'd be so funny if from here on out he's just like the nicest professor. Yeah. I mean, he kind of is. No? I mean, yeah. Oh, wait. Kind of. Is that what they're doing at a retcon thing of like, shit, man, maybe we steered this I guy mean, too. I still have issues with him from now on, from here on out, but it's because I'm gonna look he's like closely. a weird like incel guy now. Yeah. I think well, yeah, because he quickly, stuff, he yeah, he's sitting in. So he like he's he like, right, like, I gotta go to my room. I'm gonna go. Chill, <laughs> I don't want to. I, I don't want to talk to you guys. And he's Bye. just sitting at the window, staring out the window at them because they're still outside, like on the cliffs, like More, talking uh, and kissing. Yeah. The, the shit he says as he's watching them yeah. smooch on the. Are you out there? 
Oh, well, then he's talking about Lilandra. Whoever's reaching out Sorry, to his yeah, mind. Sorry, yeah, spoiler alert. It's Lilandra. So basically what Professor X did was like, oh, damn, this girl in space is too hard to figure out. I'm going to go to my ex-girlfriend get laid real quick. Dude, at this <laughs> point, he doesn't even know that it's a girl that's reaching out to him in space. Yeah, he, he doesn't. He just hears a oh, voice. You're it's, right. it's the voice, and you see the bug alien helmet. And then right. as soon as he sees her, spoiler alert again, he's like, oh, I love you. Yeah. yeah. It's yeah. pretty because, great. Because Moira is taken. Moira's he's taken. He's fucking insane. Yeah. Are you out there? I fear you. Yet I sense you may be the answer to my loneliness. So he, it's a voice. It could be anything. Yeah. Like, he's just like, dude, I, I just You know what makes you lonely? Right Killing all of your friends, you psychopath. So he loves okay, well, he this person. he didn't do that. It was his dark side. He was unconscious. Whatever. Right? He... How it, dark it, is your dark side? No, this this is a this is a I'm view sure you've got a dark brain. side that wants to kill us. <laughs> this is a next view. episode. <laughs> dark yeah. Henry, Dark John, and Dark Andrew are on the pod. Yeah, I hate Beast. <laughs> <laughs> this is a view into his twisted way of thinking, where everything he loves just has something to do with his own selfish mm-hmm. desires. Yeah, yeah. He wants to cure his loneliness, so. Cut back outside. I will we got say he, Moira. Goes oh, yeah. to Moira, he does go to Moira to like fix himself, you know, though. He is like, it's I not gotta, up to I her. Gotta figure this shit he's out. Good at, he's putting all of these emotions on other people instead of dealing with them himself. He's like, oh, I love that. Blah, blah, blah. She's like, dude, I'm engaged. You've, I haven't seen you in years. Like, what do you. Well, we he got doesn't nothing. Say, here. He doesn't say he loves her, though. He doesn't say any of that. So, I mean, he you can tell with Moira. his whole how fortunate. You know, that's a little. I, yeah. Why, why you gotta do that, guys? Why we gotta make exi- but whatever he said that that, that voice actor it might be part of the problem that he plays him. His so voice is evil. so villainous. Yeah. He's kind of, kind of like like Cobra Commander or something. Yeah, yeah. Just, you know. Um, so Moira and Sean are chatting outside again. He's watching them. They start making out. Yeah, he's passionately. Like, well, well, first he's uh, like, "Are you sure Xavier's not still in love with you?" And she's like, "Yeah, don't worry about it." And they it's start cool. making it's out. It's totally fine. <laughs> and then this triggers. Well, it doesn't, but I like to think that it does trigger one of these psychic blasts again from. S- mysterious but this, this space time we person. see it come from the sky from the stars a physical form down into xavier's room blasting his body wait question how did this evil side of professor x come out What's he got job? knocked unconscious <laughs> he got because he got psychically blasted again by who by lalandra but so it was an accident this whole time yeah i think yes. so this whole episode is just a goof well, pretty much no well, it's just i, I mean, mean this whole episode is kind of pointless no it's not it shows to, to the phoenix saga yes, yeah it is, it is. Dark, dark Xavier has nothing to do. with I thought Eric the Red triggered this or something. But if he didn't, then what is this? What I'm saying is, it's because Xavier is losing his grasp on like reality, his powers, because he's getting these blasts from Lelandra of the psychic bond that they that we find out they share, and what this really does is solidify the X Men's bond as a team outside of the leadership of Xavier. Well, they had to do that the entire. You can read into it that way, but if you cut this episode from this and made it four parts, we would lose nothing. To the to the actual like continuity of this whole. I mean, we plot. would do some stuff. It's true because Jean just wakes up and knocks him out. Yeah, and then she goes to space again. There's stuff at the end that would be important, but well, and also this part where he gets blasted and says, "You are driving me insane." I think the thing is, is that you guys don't like that it is an episode that is primarily about Xavier. Correct. You know, it, it's Dude, it's no, es- it's finally admitting what he is. It's essentially Love it. well, yeah, it's essentially a solo Xavier episode for all intents and purposes. But 
we need this in order to then spend the rest of the time with the rest of the team throughout these next episodes. Yeah. I think. And it also it creates it. a sort of divide between them. I mean, look, that's me reading into it, but we need more Xavier. We had we he was lost to the Savage Lands the entire second season. Yeah. We need something from him. And now we're getting a little bit But do we want to see him fall in love with this bug? Probably not. Speaking of, we move on to <laughs> This lady. We're so close to ending this episode. This lady actually appears now in front of him. Yeah. She removes her helmet. And she's a hottie. She's a stone cold hottie. And if you look at our album art, I am <laughs> yeah. Lilandra. Yeah. I said, also I want to be that. I want to be the hot one. I want that outfit. I want the hot alien. Ooh, I want to look She's like got that. a sort of feathery crown on her head of sorts. I mean, that's kind of her hair. And then she's also, you know, she's got these long arms. She's sort of wearing like a black spandex spidery kind of lattice. Similar to Eric the Red and a, yeah. a bit, you know, I lots the of The Shi'ar fashion is very skin forward, you know. It's, oh, yes. I like it. It's very sexual. It's very, yes. it's very sexual style. Sexual You'll style. You'll come to find that the Shi'ar are sexual style. Um, She's driving me insane. You're driving me sexual. Um, and she says that she's from. She, her name is Lalandra, and she's from a world called Shi'ar. And then she mind melds with him, and she says that she's the sister of Emperor Deken, the eyeliner guy we were talking about earlier, and that uh, she served him loyally until he wanted an ancient crystal called the Imkron crystal. Sounds and cool. He wants to use it to harness the power, its power, and use it as a weapon. But he's mad. Not as cool. You can't harness the crystal. It'll threaten all life in the galaxy if you try to use it. If the crystal is breached, um, her galaxy, the Milky Way galaxy, the entire universe could be at risk. We see images of planets exploding, stars being absorbed into black holes. So Lalandra sa- explains that she stole the crystal from its sacred sanctuary on Shi'ar, escaped on her ship. Her brother was in hot pursuit, which is what we saw at the beginning of last episode, Sacrifice. And he followed her to Earth. And she says that she was led to Xavier because in her culture, they believe two minds can be linked from the moment of their creation. A bond that is like love, but deeper. She asks him if he believes this. And he's like, yup, I want a hot alien girlfriend. He's like, yeah, sure. No, that makes a lot of sense. (laughs) Yeah, that makes sense to me. Do you want to kiss? Yeah, so are we kissing now or? (laughs) It's worth noting that no one else has seen the Landra at this point. No. Professor X, to this point of this Phoenix saga, is batshit. That actually is very important. Yeah. Yeah. And so she says she's seen his face a thousand times. And she sort of grabs and they're about to sort of kiss there's about to be this huge romantic moment that Xavier's been waiting for the whole show. Beep, beep. Door's about to open, and Xavier's like, uh, Moira, don't come in, please, and crash. Who busts down that door? It's the Juggernaut. What the hell is he doing here? Well, he's I, just been wandering around no, ever serious. since they what melted the his brain. going to get a bigger reaction. No, I'm serious. What the hell is he doing here? Well, last we saw, they jizzed his brain so hard yeah. that he was just spinning around like a ballerina lost. He, like, he didn't ate, know who he was. He was he looking lost for his, hot dogs. He lost stuff. his identity. Yeah. So he's been slamming through buildings ever since then and he finally just happened to arrive here, I think. I think he just like... What the heck? And as Juggernaut grabs Lalandra and is about to crush her bones, we cut out. And Lelandra, that's the end of the second episode of the Phoenix Saga. Lalandra gets rocked in every episode of this show. Yeah, True. from this She's point She's really forward, like just thrown around constantly. She is the constant... Damsel in distress. It's Do so. not take my crystals. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, for anyone who's confused, think about it like this. Dekan is Thanos. Okay. Lilandra's kind of like Gamora. She's got an infinity stone. She's got the final infinity stone, and they need to get it back. Okay. Yeah, that's kind of sure. Why not? <laughs> I'm kind of a Marvel head. <laughs> <laughs> episode three. That's a deep cut. <laughs> we we fly right into episode three with Cry of the Banshee as 
Moira. Hey that was me, Henry, doing a cry of the banshee. I thought that was pretty cool. So when you review this episode five stars, make sure you comment below. Cool banshee cry. Yeah. The on- Banshees honestly- of Anna Sharon. Very good film. <laughs> HBOmax.com. Wait, is it on HBO? Yeah. yeah, it's on HBO now. Oh, I'll never watch hey it. Hey guys, again. go check out Banshees of Inisherin. I wait, let me clarify. Oh, he doesn't like I'll, it. I no, 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 no. I do, I do, I do, I do. I was just it really bummed me out. It's very depressing. Oh, it is very funny. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It is very funny, but it's also it makes me very sad. It's definitely worth watching for sure. Yes, you know, definitely. You know what else great bums movie. me out? What? Professor X having to be in the presence of his ex-girlfriend with her new boyfriend. Moira and Sean are making out They're again. making out on the cliffs when they see the psychic blast. Uh, picking up right where last episode left off. They go running into Charles's room. It was uh, Lelandra landing and, and yes. of course... As you just heard five seconds ago. No one knows that she exists. Um, but Moira's concerned that his dark side might have taken over again. She's like, Sean, stay back. He's like, no way. We're going together. Cut back into the room. Juggernaut is tossing Xavier around. He's coming in hot with the one-liners and insults, too. He's mean. He's a big, mean boy. Mm-hmm. He's talking about changing diapers and uh, what is this, the 4th of July? Oh, shit, wait. I forgot something. What? Sean says this before they go inside. It's because I love you, Moira McTiger, that I cannot let your face travel alone. I just wanted to add that because yeah. his voice is really funny to me. And it also just shows how much Shonda loves Moira. I like this sort of slight development they're giving to these background characters, otherwise background characters, you know? It's good. Because Sean, because, are you crying? Oh my God. Because (laughs) Sean might have some powers of his own. Ooh. (laughs) We'll see. Because, Lelandra, she's trying to zap jugs to no effect. Xavier's like, yo, aim for the helmet. I've done this before. My team's done this before. Juggernaut. Yeah, well, because they need to get that helmet off so that he can zap his brain and give him some memories. But in the process, Juggernaut says this to Leandra. Leave Charles alone! Or what, honey oh. bunch? You're gonna give me a spanking? No. <laughs> Diaper spanking. He's back. And it, guys, if you've watched the Juggernaut bitch videos... This Phoenix Saga and this, this, episode this episode, yeah, is pretty much what uh, they used for that. Yeah, they just dubbed over this entire episode. Look up Juggernaut Bitch HD. Look, Very funny stuff. However, we were just watching it earlier. <laughs> Some of the stuff has not aged well. However, not great. Just check it out for yourself. <laughs> yeah, just give it a whirl. You know, NSFW, not safe for work or children uh, or women, really. Uh, it's, it's really a great misogynistic, time but. Of time. Yeah. But if you want to time travel back to 2003 Not the wholesome family content that you're used to having no, on the no, X-Boys. No, 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 yes, no, yes, no. yes. Where um, we talk about... Uh, taints and stains. <laughs> yeah. Gene <Jean> cream. <laughs> this whole thing stank. Yeah, so Juggernaut tosses a whole bookshelf at Xavier who does his little beep, boop, beep on his little, uh, yes. his, his little command center. Body this slide. is what I was referencing earlier. He's... He, like the like the Batmobile and the Christian Bale bat thing where you yeah. slides like, through the floor. The motorcycle mm-hmm. comes out. He does that, except his body just limply slides onto the ground. Yeah, and so he's on the ground. Very he's cool. like Lalandra, full power. She has a little remote control that she cranks up. Yeah, what is that? Shoots. I don't know. It's a laser. But it's like, it looks like a TV remote that it, shoots lasers. What if yeah. Professor X it was like a luge and he, he had a, a handgun and he shoots? <laughs> he just pulls out a gun and just starts shooting. <laughs> That's I his love, backup. Love that. When my powers fail me, I must <laughs> pull just time for the magnum. <laughs> Make my day, Kane yeah. Marco. <laughs> if you uh, press a button and like 
turrets just oh, rose up from yes. the I would love that. That's so. I mean, yeah, why is it that big? Uh, yeah, he's gotta have. He's gotta have some lasers in there for right? all my snacks. <laughs> <laughs> it's all the jet propulsion to like blast shoot him around because he can like float pretty high up in that thing. We Doritos. Him, you know? <laughs> um, so yeah, she cranks the volume up, uh, blasts Juggernaut's helmet off, and Xavier immediately goes mind mode on him. Uh, yeah, and we see a lot. <laughs> we see, we see him. <laughs> is it Juggernaut that does this? Yeah, he palms. Yeah, so we see flashes of Juggernaut. <laughs> uh, he says, "I'm gonna cause you to see all of the pain and ruin that you've caused me over the years." I want to see if we can figure out how to post like gifts, or maybe we'll put little videos on the Instagram. Yeah, we, we need to post the video of him palming. The first thing we He's see, gonna... baby came like, Marco and baby Xavier. He and slaps his palm up against his forehead. Like he, yeah, he just like, like upper, like, like almost as if he's trying to break his nose or something. But just his forehead. Yeah. It's really funny. Um, uh, we also see him spill some like lab chemicals on the ground. We see a, a la this laboratory going up in flames with a bearded man whose face all of a sudden enters the screen. Now you guys want to know? None of us know who that is, but we can assume that it's... So based His off the, the backstory that I sort of laid out way back in season one with the Juggernaut episode is that, yes, Kane and Charles are stepbrothers. Uh, that was Kurt Marco, who was Charles's stepfather and Kane's father. He was a banker. Kane started the lab fire that killed his own dad. And that's what that was. That's what we saw. Oh, wow. And, that's, and Charles is like, hey, remember the time you started that fire and killed your dad? Yeah, you're a piece of shit. And so, so was that also Charles's dad? No, it was Charles's stepdad. Oh, God. Because Charles's it. mom so married Kane mom. Marco's dad. Okay, okay. How much do you believe that now, knowing what you know about Professor X? How much do you believe what? <laughs> these memories real? John thinks. Oh, my God. What are you, thinking? What are you talking about? Did John? he implant yes, these memories? Yes, they're real. It's from the comics. It's real. Maybe he had a pudgy right. brother that he bullied his entire maybe, fucking life. Yeah, maybe Dark Chuck I'm did not, it. I'm not, I'm not Dark entertaining this conversation. Juggernaut got bullied so hard by his brother that he went to a distant no, mountain and Charles, found superpowers. Charles got bullied by Juggernaut Dark so Chuck. hard. This man never takes a shower because he had to weld a helmet on his head to keep his brother from fucking with him all the time. <laughs> Stinky. No, that was courtesy. That was courtesy of the red crimson gem of Ciderac. All right. Um, Deaky. Anyway. Damn. I think one juggernaut. As, sucks. as Charles is fucking up the juggernaut, we see a man with a stick. Uh, looking oh wait, through wait, the wait, 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 wait. Kane. Oh yeah. I am in your mind. Feel the ruin and the pain you have caused. Get out of my head. <laughs> Got him. And Keep as going. this is happening, then we see, you know, a man in a purple suit with a stick shoots a purple blast at Charles. Uh, he jumps in. He's an Irish guy. Oh, yeah. And he blasts the lander, too. And he says, Juggernaut, get the woman. Let's go get our cash. Because I guess guy, there, there's a price on her head. This guy, what a, what a, all the people in this, in this saga are really interesting looking characters. Yeah. He's basically like an older looking like a Sean Connery is how I see him. A young oh, Sean Connery like with a, a beard. Well, a young Sean Connery with an old Sean Connery face. I see him as like <laughs> evil Errol Flynn. Okay. Like he's like the evil version of like the old, you know, Robin yeah. Hood. Or like evil Robin Hood kind of, but he's wearing a purple like leotard spandex sort and of suit with big, red boots. Big mm -hmm. wooden stick. Everything you're saying. That's a shillelagh. It's, it's just like it did not register for me as a kid and I never remembered this character. Tomorrow, I'm going to forget about this guy. Black what? Tom Cassidy? He's got a stick. He can channel firepower through wood. <laughs> That's his ability. I'm trying so hard to, to like I'm this I'm a big guy. staff guy. 
I just yeah. like stabs. No, he's a cool dude. What else does he do? So in the comic, at one point, his body <laughs> actually starts to turn into wood. So like, because his power is that he can channel, he can channel like. <laughs> I don't. Know. I like him less. Fire powers. He can channel fire powers through like wood and objects, basically, and he can also merge with wood and objects. He's very hard to kill because he's almost like Groot in a way. I'm he, he eventually becomes like Groot in a way where he can put part of himself into wood, and so like I'm Groot. Yeah, kind of. Um. But anyway, yeah, he's actually a big Deadpool villain. Him and Juggernaut are very much a dynamic duo in the comic one books. Question for They're you. like best friends. And there's like he's Juggernaut's only friend, really. <laughs> Sorry. Yeah, what's your question? Yeah, stop laughing at me. I got one question. No, I was laughing at him. Nah, you, in your qu- mid-sentence, he goes, I got one question for you. <laughs> <laughs> well, John's okay, folks. He's all right. No, I was going to say, I got one question for you. Does he, does he like paint it black? <laughs> oh, no. <laughs> <laughs> We've been talking it. a lot about Shazam on this pod. Yeah, Black Adam. Or off pod. Mm-hmm. Oh, uh, what did I say? Shazam? You said Shazam. <laughs> yeah. yeah, Black Adam's Same bad. Thing. Don't see it, folks. Doesn't he have to movie. say Shazam, though? He does have to say Shazam, yes. But doesn't... He's, I thought Black Adam said it backwards, so that good. it was like, Zashazish. M- you have to say yeah. Shazam three times, then he appears in your bathroom mirror. Yeah. Once he's... Like, <laughs> he takes right. out revenge on your ancestors. Yeah. Or whatever. Best part of that movie is when Henry Cavill shows up and says... We should talk. Before they get out oh, with Lalandra, Juggernaut's like, first things first, I'm going to finally kill my stupid brother. He just picks up Charles, yeah. throws him out the window. It's about time. Down, he's Charles is crashing down on the cliffs. He's about to die. <laughs> I took a screenshot of this because Moira points at the, to Sean at <laughs> yeah. the same time that he's falling, and the screenshot I have is her just like pointing very casually, and Charles's body is like <laughs> flailing out the window. <laughs> Uh, and so Sean jumps off the cliff after him. Yeah. And we see and hear something that we've never heard before. Yeah, and we're very worried because He's, Sean just leapt off a cliff. I'm going to commit suicide. Yeah, like what's he going to do? And you know what, Andrew? You're you're a bit wrong here. We oh. kind of have heard something like this before. Fruckus. Because he jumps off and what do we hear? And he starts to fly. Welcome to the jungle. <laughs> yeah, he should be singing lead for Guns N' Roses. So this guy beats Ruckus easily. It's Banshee, baby. Banshee. We've this seen him. Sean, X-Men First Class. Sean mm-hmm. is Banshee. Sean Cassidy, Banshee. Who played Banshee? Didn't he go on to do other things? He was I don't the think kid. So. Yeah, he was in um Three Billboards. <laughs> that kid? Um, oh, well, yeah, that movie. he plays the billboard Psych. guy in Three Billboards. The movie sucks. He was in some other stuff too. Oh, he was the the younger brother uh, in Get Out, the, who wears the night helmet. No, that's not him. No, that is him. No, that's a that's, very famous indie boy. Yeah, that's indie boy. He's, he's a, got a he's got a, a bad face, but look a good. It up. I'm telling you, it's him. <laughs> no, 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 no. That's a well renowned indie boy. I'm gonna be correct on this. Is that him? Let's cut, and <gasps> we'll come back when we find the results. Oh my god, I hope it's him. I love him. Yep, there he is, Caleb Landry Jones. I like him, Caleb Landry Jones, baby. That's Banshee. Three billboards. Get out. Finch. <gasps> Dude, it's him. X-Men First Class. American Made. He's the, the weird guy in American Made. Yeah. Oh, wow. Dude, he's a good actor. Anyway, Caleb Landry Jones saves Charles. I knew he went on his a Sonic show. Screen. The Florida Project. He was excellent in it. Who was he in the Florida Project? He's in Willem Dafoe's son. He shows up? He's in that? He's in the whole movie. Oh, I don't remember. Grappling with what Does it is to be there? the son of Willem Dafoe during the summer, working for his father, who's estranged. I should mm. see that movie again. Anyway, Xavier wakes up <laughs> later. 
tells Moira and Sean what happened, and they don't believe him because they don't see anyone there. There's no Juggernaut, there's no Black Tom, and there's certainly no Lalandra. I just don't think three billboards was as good as many people <laughs> said it was. I wish Charles had three billboards so that he could say, uh, I have a real alien girlfriend. She was taken from me. Yes. We have to get her back. Yeah. Why haven't you done anything? I do Sheriff? love this. I love that no one thinks that she exists. Yes, I He's love this, this whole thing. state of loneliness. He sees Moira. Moira especially like, doesn't I, think she exists. She's like, oh, God, Charles she's has like, really lost his Think mind. of all the shit that Moira has probably seen. Yeah. With Xavier, so a nightmare. Scenario. He's like, Moira, can I come hang out? I I just almost killed every member of the X Men. Mm-hmm. Is that is that okay? Yeah, you can hang out with me and my fiance. And, that's then, cool. and then he shows up, and then all of a sudden his room's getting destroyed. They run in. Uh, yeah. He jumps out the window, gets saved. He's like, there was they an find alien all here. these snacks and bottles of booze in his his wheelchair. <laughs> Uh, yeah, they don't touch those. But he like, but he's like, look, this alien girlfriend came to me in a dream, and then the, the this giant man and the stick man came and stole her away from me, and like, she's right. real because okay. I love her. He yeah, literally totally, says that. Man. Yeah, all good. Yeah, of um, course, dude. Yeah, why don't you take a rest, big guy? <laughs> man, if an alien came to you and your and just appeared to you in your bedroom and said, "We're psychically linked," yeah. I don't care how she looks, mm. and says, "We're we're soulmates." Is the first thing you say, I love you? But the thing is, he feels it. psycho. He feels it in his mind. Like, if you imagine this, because we can't possibly understand what that kind of psychic connection could feel like, because we don't have that. But Charles can have that. And he, there's a thing, like, when you know, you know. When you know you're in love, you know you're in love. His mind plays tricks on him, clearly. This dude's in, he can't trust his own brain. I need to sleep. <laughs> you know why I need to sleep? Because Andrew's a big Avatar head, and the reason he loves Whoa. it so much is because there he's relating this psychic connection to how the Navi psychic fucking tail fuck each other. Yes, and they have a, a direct connection mm, with nature, the likes of which we as humans aye, cannot aye. comprehend. There's penetration involved. I'm hitting that with an aye aye aye. All right, get to, let's get back to the hospital. Can we please check yeah. on Gene, Andrew? Yeah. I'm just saying, every shot of Avatar is <laughs> oh, a, a rod slamming rods. <laughs> <laughs> they, they do be slamming rods. And, and I'm the fine with it. Um, Gene, she's having a nightmare, and Phoenix flares up again, and she says, Phoenix, Ow. now we are one. Uh, cool. And Scott says, What's happening to you, Gene? What's going to happen to us? Okay. Yeah, I love how he's like, what's happening to you? Wait, wait, wait. What's happening to us? Yeah. What does this mean for my relationship with you? Are you God, getting too powerful? Are you, like, going to get a promotion and, like, work for the cool company? No, no, and then, no. Like, he's just asking, like, does this count as a threesome? Does, oh. <laughs> oh. He's wondering if he's getting, like, an extra point right here. <laughs> Interesting. Are we, is this, are we getting a third gene? Mm-hmm. Can we? He, no, could, um, he could never. But the, the other X-Men show participate up. In that. And Sorry. guess who's with them? Rogue! Finally, Jesus Finally back! We need somebody strong. And to... Rogue is like, she's feeling guilty. She's like, it should have been me to fly that shuttle. Jean should not have had to do this. Sorry. But, Sorry, everyone. And I love this moment between her and Gambit. He tries to comfort her briefly, but she still feels guilty about Get it. Get your hands off her, Gambit. But Wolverine comes in hot. Everybody listen up. Professor X just called. Jug- Juggernaut kidnapped his alien girlfriend. And yeah. Scott's like, can't leave Gene. You ain't the only one worried about Gene. Aliens in spaceships running around messing with Xavier. The whole blasted world's turning upside down. We gotta do something. Wolverine. Hell yeah. This is not the time. I spoke to Moira McTaggart. She believes the professor is suffering from violent delusions created by his dark side. Oh. I say we check it out. But Professor Xavier told us it would be dangerous to follow his mm-hmm. orders. 
Wolverine is right. Whoa! Now, this is a big moment. Cyclops says Wolverine is right? Yeah, Storm is rarely what? wrong, but in this case, she is wrong. Oh. She, but she was not in space. She, she didn't w- see these aliens firsthand. She didn't experience that. He's not crazy. That's good writing. Yeah. Of course of course, she's going to trust Moira, too. It's like, oh, look, this this woman scientist who I very much respect mm-hmm. is giving a rational explanation for this because we did see his dark side fuck us up last episode. Yeah. I, by the way, special shout out. Star's voice actor is so good. Yeah, she's she, yeah. the the delivery and the clearness of her voice in that. Holy smokes! What's she's her name? Good. Uh, Wolverine is right. Mutant. Uh, she was originally vo- so Storm was originally voiced by Iona Morris, and then in halfway through season two, Allison Seeley Smith took over. Wow, she's the MVP. Well, she's good. Fla- a flawless. Yeah, I haven't That's noticed the difference at all. Um, she's crushing it though. Huh. Okay. A Barbados born Canadian actress. Oh, great. That's awesome. Yeah. She's played Storm in a lot of different stuff too. But anyway. So uh, in a, in a truly historic moment, Cyclops agrees with Wolverine. Yep. And he says, look, we're going to go check out Xavier's story. See what's up. See if that's accurate. And we're going to need to help Beast. You know, we can find the spaceship and see what's going on. Well, he and Storm, don't they stay behind? Yeah. For some reason, Cyclops and Storm are staying behind with Gene. Yeah. And I'm like, wouldn't yes. you take Storm on this mission? This is no longer in space. Storm's just being left out left and right. Well, and they think what's happening to Jean is connected to all this as well. Because, I mean, hey, they went to space. She got some crazy powers. Mm-hmm. You know, all of a sudden crazy stuff's going on with Xavier, too. For all they know, he might be, I don't know, some Phoenix thing might be going to him. I don't know. Well, he's a He is a loose cannon at this point. We have no idea what's going on with him. But we cut to a castle. We're back. If you had to pick in a fight. Yeah. Black Tom versus Eric the Red. Who are you going to bet on, red or black? Red. Red's probably got more like overwhelming power He's and got strength. Got alien power, yeah. But I think Tom's a little sneaky. Well, guy. we we literally find out in like five seconds because Eric the Red takes out Tom pretty quickly. Hey, I'm on Tom. I'm still voting Tom. Okay, that's that's cool. I think he could blast him because yeah, at Cassidy He's Keep, got range, which we do f- later find out is ca- is called Cassidy Keep. Uh, Eric the Red spaceship lands and he meets up with Black Tom. The Red Rocket. Tom's like, "Yo, we got Lalandra. Give me my money." Eric the Red's like, "Fuck you." Blasts him, wants to know where she is, doesn't want to pay him. Then Juggernaut comes up behind Eric the Red, grabs him, picks him up, starts squeezing him to death, crushing his bones. Eric tries to activate the mind control on his astronaut prisoners that are also on board a ship, like we mentioned earlier. And they shoot at Juggernaut, but of course, you better believe that's not doing anything to our boy Jugs. Why is Eric the Red being so cheap about this? I don't know. Like, what is money to him? His Earth dollars mean nothing. Yeah, and he apparently has a lot of it, you know? This mission he's been doing for so long. He's gonna hold. He's gonna. It just shows what a douchebag he is. Yeah, he's, he's, just just like, he's just bad at his job, is what we find out. He's like the. He's like the. That's why he was sent to Earth to be like the the backwater planet, because like nobody in the Shi'ar Empire likes him or trusts him to do his job. Wolverine is right. The X Men arrive at Muir Island. Moira is waiting with Banshee Boy himself, Shawnee Boy. Now, as they approach and as the X lands, there's a lot of very cinematic shots here, which I thought was cool. And you see like their shadows like on the landing pad as they like walk out. I just I just want to point that out. It was pretty yeah. cool. Moira's annoyed. She doesn't think they should be there. Uh, but yeah. Wolverine wants to check on the professor. Yeah, he's like, look, I'm gonna see Moira myself if, if he's crazy or not. Like, don't. Don't tell me how to. She feel. doesn't give a shit about him anymore. She's like, he's let him go be in his weird little state in yeah. his <laughs> in his room. Yeah, and after that brief little intro, we cut to like oh, the oh well, next no. morning. Oh no, let's... Banshee talks shit to Wolverine. Yeah, he and and almost, almost gets hit. Oh, that's right. 
he basically just doesn't like Wolverine's attitude to Moira. Yeah. And he's like, hey, you should watch your mouth. And Wolverine just paw- like stops walking and is like, you want to say that again, bitch? And his face. claws come out and Sean yeah. is, is like, uh. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, the thing is, like, if Sean wanted to, he could really fuck up Wolverine with his breath. Yeah, for sure. Or with his scream. His breath. <laughs> Not his breath, his, his vocal cords, his scream. But yeah, so we cut to, like, the next morning at the castle and Black Tom's counting out. He's like one nine hundred ninety nine million nine hundred ninety nine and one ten million. He secured the bag. <laughs> yep. Eric's like, okay, dude, you have your worthless money now. Bring me Lalandra. And Juggernaut, of course, walks in the door with Lalandra like in the chair. He's like just carrying the chair with like one hand, yeah. basically. Thought that you was get funny. to find out that Eric the Red's real name Shakira. Yep. Yep. Yes. Shikari, but you know it's <laughs> Shakira. Okay. Um. Yeah. So Lalandra wakes up. Eric zaps her to to wake her up and. She calls him Shikari. She's like, wow, you're, you, here you are. Yep, you got me, you fucking ass. And um, she's able to get a signal out yeah. to Xavier. She sends yeah. one last blast, and Xavier is able to see the family crest on the wall of the castle, which is a stag and a dragon. Huh. And Sean, and he says this out loud, and Sean says, that's my family. Yeah, that's my, that's my family crest. Oh, I can take you there right now. I know where they are. Yeah. And I want to point out in this scene, when we cut back to the X-Men in Xavier's room, you see Wolverine like on all fours looking and like crawling Ooh, yeah. under the bed, oh, which I thought yeah. was funny. Like he's looking for the alien under there. Yeah. <laughs> like, he's like, sniffing around. I don't see no alien. And he's like sniffing around and stuff. <laughs> yeah. and I just thought that was funny. Um, but yeah, because in the meantime, Eric's uh, trying to get the coordinates of the crystal out of Lalandra, but she ain't, she ain't squawking as the X-Men fly into Cassidy Keep. They, uh, Rogue's holding Gambit in Jubilee. Sean's holding on to Wolverine, screaming, as he does. Beautiful. With a mouth like yours, we should have just tried to sneak in here with a marching band. <laughs> if you think that's bad, you should hear me sing. Oh, Sean. We gotta, oh, we gotta Sean. talk Banshee a little bit. Yeah, Banshee. Andrew, what, what does, is he cool? Sean Cassidy. Yeah, he's a good guy. I mean, no, but like, is he cool? Is he, is he cool? cool? I've never thought he was particularly cool as a character. I just, I've the never flying, been a big Banshee Flying's head. fun. What he's else got, can he do? He can just... That's it. I mean, he's got the sonic scream that allows him to fly, but he can also use it to like incapacitate people. He can like shatter your eardrums with it if he wanted yeah. to. Yeah, um, kind of makes a ruckus. So he was like an, <laughs> he was an Irish Interpol agent. What? Originally. Um and, you know, he eventually quit that job, kind of dabbled in being a villain for a minute, and then fought against the X-Men, and in classic X-Men fashion, they sort of turned him onto their side. Um, and he became a good guy for a while, and he became a member of the X-Men for a while. That's in the comics, but All yeah. Right. And now he's dead. And now, he is dead, actually. He, he has a, <laughs> he was, he did die, and he had a daughter, uh, Siren, who, surprise, surprise, has the exact same powers as him. And Whee! she was on a new version of the X-Factor team, but that's a whole other yeah. story. <laughs> Oh, yeah, and I like this line from Jubilee, like, when they arrive, she's like, okay, like, we're looking for a woman. What does she look like? And Wolverine just gives nothing but attitude. He's like, she's an alien, you idiot. Like, you see a woman you don't know, rescue her. Spoilers. Later, they see her, and Gambit says, there's the woman. (laughs) (laughs) So, yeah, they immediately, as they, after they try to infiltrate the castle, they start getting blasted by the space station zombies. Um, Banshee does a little scream at them, which knocks their asses out, and it also shakes the castle. Uh, making the baddies inside aware that they're here. Cutting inside, Gambit busts open that door with his card. Boom. And, yeah, it's on. It's on like Donkey Kong. I mean, they just start fighting. You know, Jubilee goes toe-to-toe with the Juggernaut, kind of almost holds her own until he grabs her, and then Rogue flies into him, grabbing him, 
blasting him through multiple walls, creating yeah. a giant hole. And right after the th- right after the final wall, he kind of just yeah. like s- brings his arms down and s- smashes her into the ground. They're yeah. both pretty much knocked out for a second. The action in this episode is definitely some of the best we've we've yeah, seen. Yeah, there's think, an so amazing far. shot right after this where they basically pan out of the. I'm sorry, scroll out of the <laughs> of that jubilee. I'm sorry, a rogue juggernaut extravaganza. Yeah, you can and see through, them in the distance yeah, through the holes and the there's walls. layers of the frame and each shot each like room that they smash through has a fight going on in it. Yeah. And the camera is uh tilting the folk like the pan Pulling focus? Yeah, pulling focus throughout. <laughs> Between the fights. Yeah, so you I'm see... I'm a cinematographer. Ra- I'm Rack- a cinematographer. So, so you see, yeah, Rogue and Juggernaut all the way in the background, and then sort of um, Banshee and Black Tom fist fighting in the foreground, because we find out Black Tom tries to use his powers to blast Wolverine, and then Banshee gets right in front of Wolverine, takes the full brunt of the blast, and you Nothing find out... Nothing can harm him when he's wearing his Jamaican colors. Because these the two guys, episode. Black Tom Cassidy and Sean Cassidy, are brothers. In the comics, they're cousins. But in here, they're they're brothers. And, and every, lovers. And their powers don't work on each other, so they just start fist fighting. And everyone watching the episode said, oh, I don't think I really care. <laughs> okay, that's fine. No, I, I mean, that's like, fine, guys. was that a huge reveal? I mean, I'm, watching, I'm like, okay. <laughs> two people we just met. I think it's cool. I just mean that, like, we've never met them. Before. I think it's fun. You know, these are two brothers locked in the immortal battle that all brothers engage in. Where listen, I'm into it now, but <laughs> okay, at, okay. At, at the time, yeah, whatever. Okay. So yeah, they're fist fighting. Hell yeah. Um, we see them in the foreground of that shot that we explained earlier, and then in the midground, sort of Gambit's fighting with his bow staff against Eric the Red, and Ooh, then we yeah. see Jubilee run through the hole to save Rogue as the Juggernaut's about to crush her with a boulder. She blasts Juggernaut with her fireworks, drops the rock as a Rogue. real big blast. Too. Oh, huge blast! She puts her shades down for it. Yeah. Um, and Rogue flies up, grabs Jubilee. They fly out of there. Eric's calling for the retreat. They grab Lalandra, get to the ship. Uh, and they're making their escape. The bad guys are making their escape. As everyone's making their escape, uh, Eric throws a grenade back behind him, and free, which like freezes all of the X Men in this sort of like ice, car- basically ice rock stuff. Yeah. But, you know, Wolverine and Rogue they just break out immediately. Now, one thing we noticed in watching these episodes, because folks, we watched all of this together on Disney Plus in one giant sitting as kind of a feature film. But as Wolverine is breaking out underwear. of his ice... We watched it in our underwear yeah, together. I, I, I don't yeah. know why, but it was cool. It was pretty cool. If you watch closely on Disney+, Plus, there is a frame as Wolverine's breaking out of his ice. Yeah, where, Disney, we're calling you out. Yeah. You can see a giant yellow sticker on top of the frame that says, like, remove this frame. Yeah, it was like a note in the edit to remove frames. And they didn't do it. It's Wolverine busting out of the ice, so they need to, like, do a jump cut. Hear that Disney Disney Plus? You fucked up. You you pulled the wrong the wrong cut of this. Yeah, you uh, really we're here to screwed the pooch. Really, on really one. hold this show under a microscope. Yeah. <laughs> so get your shit together. X Men bust out, chase them back up through the roof. Rogue just just blast through multiple ceilings to get up to the roof, busting between Juggernaut, Black Tom, and Eric, and the spaceship as the X Men come behind him. The bad guys are surrounded on the roof. But as this is happening, we're seeing jump cuts to. Some fists. We're in a first-person view yeah. of fists flying through the sky. Captain Planet. Red gloves. He's a hero. Gonna take the illusion down to zero. He's flying in, and he lands. And we scroll up from his feet. Red boots. Blue pants. What's this? Is it Superman? No. 
It's Gladiator, who basically has all the powers oh. of Superman, but he has blue skin and a giant mohawk. Yeah, the mohawk is important. That really separates him from um, Superman. And Otherwise, Eric, you'd be like, oh, that's Superman. Yeah. And Eric the Red says he's honored to welcome the Just leader kidding. of the Emperor's Praetorian Guard. But Gladiator's pissed to, to see Dude, him. he's real pissed. And he says this. It is an honor to welcome the leader of the Emperor's Praetorian Guard. You have no honor. Oh. Your bungling has displeased the Emperor. Bungling? You were ordered to have Lelandra and the crystal in your possession to greet the Emperor. He comes soon. <gasps> Why Come now. aren't they ready? I... I have Lelandra. But where is the Emkron crystal? Oh, no. <laughs> he comes soon. He, he come now. Wolverine will come. <laughs> this whole thing stank. <laughs> Lalandra tries to play the gladiator sense of honor, though. Wait, wait, wait. Tell yeah. us about Mohawk Gladiator. Who's this guy? He he's, punch, he punch, he kick. Yeah. He's got heat rays. He's got super breath. He can fly. He's got super strength. Who do you like more, Henry? Black Tom or Gladiator? Gladiator. Okay. Which oh, gladiator. I, I actually, I actually, gladiator, already, yeah. I actually already dislike Black Tom. Um, <laughs> wow. I think Eric the Red would win. I don't know what happened. I had a, I had a moment. I was thinking about this earlier when we were all talking. I had a little... Uh, Daydream and I'm um, Eric the Red would win. Okay. Yeah. I'm just, yeah. Tom sucks. I'm kind of surprised at how fast we're getting through this episode. It's kind of nuts. Let's keep going. Let's go the, even but, faster. But that's the thing is because <laughs> no, because it's an action, it's so like action packed, you know? It's yeah. just it's a lot of just like, okay, they're here. Like, the fight that the... we just talked about is long and it's really cool. So again, I know you guys love this podcast. You know, you're listening and you think, wow, these guys are painting such a beautiful, delicate picture of <laughs> Of this show, yeah. Watch the actual show too. It's you can almost really hear the if rod you watch slamming. <laughs> <laughs> Your voice was literally like, "No, don't make me say that." He comes soon. Don't. It just gave out on you as you were. <laughs> I love that. We're keeping rod that in. Slamming. <laughs> Holy oh, shit! That's a good um, like '80s porn star name, Rod Slamming. Oh, that is a good one. Um, but yeah, we're about to see why Gladiator's so cool. John, you want me to explain him? I'll, this episode's about to show you what he's all about. Juggernaut tries to punch him. It does nothing. Doesn't flinch. Does nothing. And not only that, he grabs Juggernaut, throws him over the horizon. Yeah, he, he travels at a constant speed to the horizon. Uh, until we literally <laughs> cannot see him anymore. He doesn't dip. Like, I'm surprised this episode didn't end with Juggernaut, like, coming back around <laughs> and, like, landing in front of them. He's not from the same planet as... No, he's Shi'ar. Yeah, but he's why Shi'ar. doesn't he have feathers? Because uh, some Shi'ar look different because they have, like, there's, like... Maybe it's under his armor. Different, like, genetic mm -hmm. modifications. It's, it's like how mutants all look different. Like, they're all technically human, but they're mutants, you know? It's like... He's, he's got a sick mohawk. Maybe his mohawk is his feathers. Ooh. I mean, or, yeah. is, or they're on his butt. But yeah, there's pruned. A, all of yeah. the Shi'ar Imperial Guard are all kind of different. They look very different. They all have sort of different specific powers. Um, Shi'ar. Shi'ar. Why do I keep saying, like, is it Kia? Is that in some, like a fighting movie Kia. or something? Kia. Yeah. Huh. Okay. But it's Shi'ar. Wolverine says that Lelandra isn't going anywhere without a fight. Gladiator blows a fucking tornado. This guy is Superman. Huh? Yeah, exactly. And, uh, and lasers his eyes like him and he zaps rogue right out of the sky. Yep. And yeah, um, he Lelandra, takes Lelandra. And, and during this, Lelandra sends another psychic blast out to Xavier as gladiators grabbing her. 
And uh, she's like, can you please do something? And Xavier's like, well, I can't do shit, but I know who can. He, I'm eating Doritos. He, he sort of <laughs> he, he sort of forwards her message psychically to Jean. Soda. Uh, is, actually, I'm out of the office right now. Can you talk to Ice? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I'm who, sad. I love that Jean just like immediately wakes up and is like, time to Phoenix again. Phoenix is out, blasts yeah. out of the hospital. She goes Scott is freaking out. Yeah, Scott like, is scared. So tracing the Professor X arc of this five-episode series, <laughs> yeah. right? He's He's been like... First, he was threatened by Jean. He was like, shit, she's more powerful than me. He has a, a freak out. Yeah. Has this whole panic His dark attack. Side His comes dark out, side yeah. comes out. Now he's like, wait, I can use her. I'm going to get, she can do all the shit I can't do oh for me. Yeah, my for life. some reason, she's still listening to me and doesn't realize that she can overpower me now. Yeah. This is awesome. This is, yeah, exactly. So he's still evil. He's just <laughs> oh <my God>. happier <laughs> now. Yeah. Uh, no, he's too he's too weak and messed up to do anything really. And he's also like, what's Xavier realistically going to do in that situation? But he's like, I know we have our own Superman, and her name is Phoenix. And um, she arrives at the castle immediately. Yeah, because she's like goes supersonic with Phoenix power. She we see her go up into the atmosphere, upper atmosphere, around the globe, and instantly travel to Ireland where uh, Cassidy Keep is. I could do that. Gladiator looks at her, and he's like, okay, and uh, laser blaster. We see him use all of his powers. Yeah, doesn't do shit. She's got this phoenix thing around her. Yep. Just she's totally immune. Yeah. Doesn't to matter. Wind power, power, nothing. Punch, nothing. Laser blast, nada. Eric the Red shits his pants and leaves. And she does a quick little phoenix blast on him, and he gets hurt finally for the first time ever. And she's like, "Look, who does gladiator? Yeah, gladiator." And she's like, "Look, I'm gonna let you live, so you can tell all your little friends to abandon this little crystal quest, or I'm gonna kill." You all. She covers him in Phoenix energy and shoots him out into space into another galaxy. The thing he just did to govern Juggernaut over the mm-hmm. horizon. Yeah, she does that to him, but into space, deep space. Bye. Do you think this kills Gladiator's character a little bit? We just met him. We just thought he was cool for a second, and then he gets punked. No, if anything, it shows how powerful Gene is. Yeah, I think I think that's the only reason he exists, though, is to be like, look, okay, this guy's stronger than so and so. Yeah. No, because he's. I mean, he's like I the. Mean, we find out yeah. he is the leader of the Imperial Guard. Which He's is like important. protecting to Ken and the you know the Shi'ar Empire, right? Honestly, actually, something that happens in the finale mm-hmm. yeah. is a similar. He's used in a similar way to show <laughs> someone else's power. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> yep. sure. But anyway, uh, Lalandra seeing this is like, holy shit, Gene, you're the Phoenix. You are the child of the Crystal. Congrats. You're the like the legends have spoken of you that like you will come and guard the Imkron Crystal and. Uh, Phoenix is like, hold up one second, getting a message. Yeah, uh, by the way, your brother Deken is here. What? what? Where? She just goes, and Gene literally just points up to space and goes, there. <laughs> just like, he comes soon. He, he come now. And oh, yeah, just, he come now. And we cut to space just as a Gladiator. We see him finally like. He's flipping through space uh, now. Yeah. Finally manages to stop himself as a wormhole opens up and Deken's giant battle cruiser comes through. And we end the episode. Bah, bah. Next episode, folks. This is going to be the first break in our Phoenix saga. Next time, we're going to space. Yeah, we'll take a little break. We're finally going to space. I know we kept saying that (laughs) over and over again. Oh, we're going to space. Well, I guess we should should laugh maniacally like every uh, act out of the show does. (laughs) (laughs) It's Dickhead. Yeah, they always end on Dickhead, man. 
We'll see you soon. I hope you enjoyed this first part. I mean, what a doozy. We got so much going on. Parts one through three of the Phoenix Saga in the can, folks. And next time, we're going to explain the whole cosmic insanity of the finale, the two-part finale of the Phoenix Saga, parts four and five. And if you forgot because you're dumb, I'm Henry. I'm Andrew. I'm John. Bye-bye. What a kick. I know. Sorry to bother you, Professor, but I wanted to talk to you in private. <laughs> Look like they're going to be a barbecue. It is an honor to welcome the leader of the Emperor's Victorian Guard. I have in your mind. Jane only He comes soon. He punch, he punch, he kick.